Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Talk Recorded live. God bless. God bless. God bless. We thank everyone for joining us here on the Young Men, Women, and God's Worldwide Ministry Bible Study. As tonight, we'll be in the book of Romans, chapter 12. And I'm telling you, I'm looking for God to do something exciting. We just thank God for who he is and what he is in all our lives. We thank everyone that has the time to take out of their holiday to come and join God on God's line for his word. Father God, Father God, we thank you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. We just thank you, Father God, for being who you are and what you are in our lives. We thank you. We thank you for all the things that you do according to your will and your purpose in our lives, Father God. And we just thank you because without you, where would we be? And, Father God, we just ask you this evening to come and sit with us in the midst of your word, Father God, that you do a mighty and powerful thing by bringing us into a better understanding on how to walk with you in your kingdom and be the, and be the child that you created us to be, to walk according to your will and your purpose in our lives. Father God, we ask that you just open up our minds, our bodies, our souls, and our hearts, that we may be able to receive that which you shall pour out to us in your word. And we thank you, we praise you, and we exalt you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 We just thank God for being God. Uh, We want to just go on and give an announcement. Um, Every Monday at 6 o'clock, we're over at at 6 o'clock, we're over on the prayer line with the committee, and I'm telling you, you need you need to those that that haven't gone. You need to take that time and get over there for prayer because there's a healing going on in the power of prayer. And sometimes we need someone to connect with us and what we are praying for. And um, all all I can do is say that I know tonight that I went over there and I was being attacked all day and couldn't really talk like I wanted to and didn't know what was going to happen, but when God sends you somewhere to sit and people come in agreement with you, I am able to talk like I want to talk right now and not like I had to talk because they prayed for me. And there's nothing like going somewhere to find people that's going to sincerely pray. They're not just praying to be praying, but their prayers are coming from their hearts. So we just urge you to join them over there at 6 o'clock. And that number is 712-775-7031. Access code 954-773-172-POUND. And again, and again, every Monday night we are here on this line at 7 o'clock. 
and we thank God that that he works it out, that everyone is able to come over here after prayer. And it just makes me feel like the old church, because when we used to go to Bible study, they used to have prayer meetings before Bible study. And it is nothing like just bringing me back to that mindset. And we thank God for the setup that he has put in place in our ministry. But every Monday night we're here at 7 o'clock on the number that you're on. On Tuesdays we go over at 6 o'clock back on the number I previously gave, the 712 number, and we join the committee for topics. And I don't know them, but we're going to start talking with them so I can have them in my announcements that you'll know what topic that they're going to be talking about. But a lot of times, their, their topic, the Lord don't hit them to the night before, and then they, they, they put it up on Facebook. So um, just look on my page or go to the prayer room, and you'll see the uh, announcement about what is going to be talked about on Tuesday at 6 o'clock. After six, after that call, we usually go over to the House of Refuge with Pastor Robin Albright as she is talking about the gates, and um, we join her on her call again at 7 o'clock, and her number is uh, 724-444-7444, access code 136472-POUND. And we just ask you all to, um, if, you, if you have the time after coming out of uh, the call at 6 o'clock, please join her. We want to try to support everybody in the ministries that God gave them. Um, at, on Wednesdays at 6 o'clock, we go back over to the 712 number, and we join the committee, and they have another night of topics. And we join them over there to support them and share with them in the topics is open form and there's nothing like coming in a place where you can let God use you and be able to pour out some of the stuff that God has put in you to share. So um, we just ask you to come over there at 6 o'clock. At 7 o'clock um, and this month, and we may change the time, but right now at 7 o'clock um, we're we go over and join the Open Mic Revival, which uh, Evangelist Easter Williams is hosting this month. And tomorrow night she shall have Prophetess um, Pamela Brinkley from out of uh, California. She shall be on the line. I'm telling you, powerful woman of God, that this woman here got on and prophesied about there was going to come a time for the trains to start derailing and all like that, and she put it up on Facebook. And 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 right after that, it wasn't too long that we then had a couple of derailments with the Amtrak and a couple of other trains that we have seen. So a uh, powerful woman of God that God really uses to bring forth um, the true prophecies of God. So. Um, we tell you, come and hear this uh, powerful woman of God bring the word of God tomorrow night. With that, that is the end. We will, we, as you join us, we will give the rest of the week's announcements going into Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and into Sunday. So with that, we thank everyone for joining us as we're moving into 
Uh, Romans, the 12th chapter. And I'm saying it's a very powerful chapter. Tonight we, we're gonna we're gonna just learn some things that we need to know. Um, you say enough chapter. Uh, Romans twelve. Romans twelve. For everybody on the line. Romans twelve. Let me give everybody a chance time to get it. Again, we're in Romans the twelfth chapter. I hope I have some of my readers on the line. Yes. Okay. Is Roberta here? <laughs> if not, we're not even going to call out names. We're just going to ask uh, anyone that would, I'm going to open us up by um, just telling you what Paul is touching on with his readers tonight through the Holy Spirit. And it says, after climbing an enormous theological hill, Paul shifts geared into Romans 12. The first 11 chapters provided a basis for our belief. But from chapter 12 to the end of the book, the apostle supplies a base for our behavior. First doctrine, then duty. This is how Paul always attempted to connect with his listeners. Paul pleaded with his friends, and based on God's mercy, to lovingly surrender themselves to the Lord, and he urged them to respond in four ways. Tonight we're going to learn about surrendering ourselves. You know, we, 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 we hear that song all the time, I surrender all, but yet we haven't really surrendered everything to God. And And I'm no different than anybody else that, there's some things that I thought that I still could take, I could still handle, but I have found out that I can't handle nothing because everything handled it. So I need to surrender everything over to the Lord. And tonight we want to understand how do we do that, and how do we we walk right with Him. And we're going to learn that tonight in the Word of God in Chapter 12. So I I'm gonna call out to someone and anyone of you can just jump in there and read. I want somebody just to read from um from one to two. We're gonna we're gonna hit this in the parts. And the first part that we're gonna talk about is being a living sacrifice to God. So Will somebody read from one to two? I beseech you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is, is that good and acceptable <coughs> the will of God. Amen. Amen. Here Paul opens this up to tell us that I beseech you. And what he means by the word beseech you is 
that he is calling us aside. Beseech you means to call aside and make an appeal in the view of certain facts. Here's an appeal to view of the wonderful doctrine of Christ, of God's dispensation dealing with Jews and Gentiles. Paul comes now to the practical application of the gospel to men. And God and he says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, that by the mercy of God, and that's something that we walk in the mercies of God in all yeah. that we do. Yeah. You know, God says that my <laughs> excuse me, that my mercy shall endure forever. And we thank God for his mercy because there's so much that we fall under his mercy in our life. Yeah. You, you you imagine if, if he didn't have mercy on us, where would we be? And, oh, yeah. and that's, that's a strong thing because we came to find people in the natural to give us mercy sometimes. <laughs> you know, we can't, we can't even find people to have mercy on us for situations that occur in our life with them that they don't want to even give us mercy. But yet God says that my mercy shall endure forever, that he shall always have mercy for us. And it's just the fact that, that Paul opens us up to understand that the mercies of God, that he presents. And what he means by present, a man, men are now to bring themselves to God instead of sacrifices to the altar as of old. They are now to be wooing the Lord as were the former sacrifices. We need to present ourselves to God as a living sacrifice. And that means that we need to be ready to sacrifice ourselves just like they just like Jesus was sacrificed himself on on the cross for us. We we need to be able to give out and lay our life down for God. Yeah. Amen. 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 We need we, we need to reach that part. You know, a lot of people say that old saying, for for Christ I live and for Christ I die, but yet they won't they, they, there's a lot of things that they won't die to Christ. Mm-mm-mm. Hallelujah. There's a lot of things they won't die for Christ in their entire life for. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're, 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 you know, the Bible says that we should give up our mothers, our fathers, our children, our sisters, our brothers, and that and that's laying our life down for him. And a lot of us a lot of us say we do it, but when the time comes we don't do it. Y'all, I mean, you think about it. You think about people around you that, that act like they're holier than thou and won't and won't turn their child over to God or won't turn the situation with mama or daddy over to God, and they still try to handle it themselves because they don't want to make that, they don't want, they don't want to be that sacrifice before God and give everything over to God, and they still want to try to handle things even with their siblings. You know, we, we hear people all the time, oh, I gave my children over to God, but yet they still got their hand in it. And we have we you know, we have to we have to find that place that we present ourselves and it says that we present your body 
as a living sacrifice. Woo! That's powerful. Then we need to present our body, our whole self under God as a living sacrifice. He says, holy and acceptable under God, which is your reasonable service. And I, I think that we miss, and, 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 and let's talk about that part. What is our reasonable service? Can anybody on the line tell me what they feel that our reasonable service is to God? It's our walk with him, obeying his word. Amen. He told us mm-hmm. to do. Amen. 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 Mm-hmm. And that that is one thing. But which is your reasonable service is talking about our worship of God. Because performing with the heart and mind and soul of intelligent beings, it is contrast to the worship idols, that, that we, 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 we need not worship anything else but God. God says that we should worship him in spirit and in truth. That we should, we, we should have nothing else that we worship more than we worship God. We also, um, we ought to discern what is the will of God as well. Discern what is the will of God. Amen. Well, tonight we we're going to learn what the will of God is, and 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 you're right. We need we you know because a lot of people feel they're walking in the will of God, but not have really understood what the will of God is. We need to... Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Now, you had something you wanted to say? Yes, I just had a quick question. Uh-huh. Okay. When, we were, when you were reading about being, uh, having our bodies um, holy unto God, making our bodies mm-hmm. a holy sacrifice, um, could you go in just a little in-depth with that? And the reason why I asked that question is because you, you I, I did tell you what happened to me on my job, and sometimes we have to understand that what holiness is, how do we make ourselves holy and a holy sacrifice unto God? Well, it says you, your body is a living sacrifice, holy. Mm-hmm. What is our, when we think about, and we, I think we, we, we learned a couple of, couple of verses, a couple of chapters back about how, do, how our, who makes us holy and how do we walk holy. God said, "Be as holy as I am holy." And if we walk in the constitution of the, and we walk in the character of His Son Jesus Christ, we walk in God's holiness. And everything that we do inside of that character makes us holy, because we're not holy by ourselves without Christ. So we need we need to make ourselves, as it says here, holy and acceptable. We need we we need to be able to embrace the character of Christ to be holy and to be that holy sacrifice unto God. 
Jesus was a holy sacrifice unto God because he walked in all the things of God. And we're, we're going to learn. We're going to learn the things that that brings us to be able to walk in those things that make us holy, that shall be displayed out of our walk as to be a holy person in God by the things we do out of the Word of God. Anybody else want to add anything on to what I said or? Did, did 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 I come to answer your question, uh, Pastor Albright? Yes, you know, and the only reason why I said that when we talked about holy, when you were speaking of that, is because the incident that I had at work, and <clears throat> sometimes we have people on the phone who think they're not holy because of once again fingernail polish, makeup, hair, etc. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Holiness begins with your walk, your talk with Christ. Amen. Amen. So that's why I would um, just ask you to kind of elaborate because some people, you know, get it mixed up. If you choose not to wear makeup, then that's your choice. But if you choose to wear makeup, that don't make you less holier or less um, holier than I am because I choose not to. Because you want to put on eyeshadow, that don't mean you. That don't mean you are holy. Your holiness is your walk with Christ. Amen. That's right. So, so go ahead, go ahead, evangelist. You want to say something? Yes, I just want to piggyback on what um, Pastor Albright um, just said. Um, she's absolutely 100% agreeable. I've been in churches that um, people didn't have no makeup, but so got their nose so snobby up in the air, and and then speak to people and stuff like that. Don't believe in they have their nail polish, and but with nasty attitudes, and uh, and even it's, it's vice versa. God is going to be concerned about the heart. He's not going to be concerned about whether the makeup is on or not the makeup is on. He's going to be concerned about the heart, and I agree with what Pastor Albright said. I don't. Some some people have the nose so stick up there. I want to get the Max and the Mary Kay and stuff like that and put all over their face to cover it because some have nasty attitude and some with the makeup on have nasty attitude. So it's about um, walking walking holiness with our the right attitude that people can see in us. That we don't have to say anything. They just can walk up to us and know that we have Jesus Christ. We're walking with Jesus and have the word of God and the Holy Spirit in us. So makeup or no makeup, um, it's about our heart. God is going to be concerned about our heart. Amen. Hello. 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 Yeah. Everybody's home. Jeff, can we? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We want everyone to understand one thing: that it's not about your appearance that makes you holy, but right. holiness is about your character. This is why. This is why in Galatians it says that we need to apprehend the fruits of the spirit. Because when we start to apprehend and walk in the fruits of the Spirit, we start to display the holiness of Christ that's in us. Because these are the things that, all, that, 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 that we obtain of him to be able to display the holiness of who he is in us. And I hope that makes sense to some of you all, that, that holiness is not 
because you don't wear makeup. Holiness is not because you don't wear a suit or you don't wear a dress. It ain't about it ain't about your outer appearance, but it's about your inner. Right. Thank you. Thank you for that. It's about your I inner. My, I love my false nails. I put them on myself. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. And I, I don't want nobody to get confused about that. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. And fourth nails ain't nothing. But it goes on to say in verse 2, and be not conformed to this world. Mm-mm-mm. Note that these are two two commandments that God is getting ready to, that, that Paul is getting ready to give us that God gave him, and God is telling us, "Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind." So there, there's two things that that God has commanded us to do Mm-mm-mm. in order in order to become more like Him. And the thing about a lot of us are stuck. In between worlds. There's so many people in the church today, they got one foot in the church and one foot in the world. And we have to we have to understand it's just like today. You know, today's a holiday. I respect that holiday, but I always I also respect that God gave me an assignment to do Bible study on Monday night. I I am never one and I used to do this in the church in New Jersey and all of them. It could be a holiday, and I still open the church on Wednesday night to have Bible study because that's man, and I respect whatever holiday man has, but I also respect what God has given given us to do. And every day we need to be transformed by his word. And, and a holiday is a holiday. You know, the people who come, they came, and they didn't come. I wasn't mad with them. I wasn't upset with them. But I knew I had to do what God had assigned me to do because when God's when God's holiday come up, ain't too many of His holidays that you take off work for. Now, I didn't get no amens on that, but y'all can. Y'all got we got Lincoln, we got Martin Luther King, we got all these holidays. But how many holidays do we have for God? That and, and the holidays that are for God are in the Bible. You know what I'm saying? And the one that we do have for him, they designed it up to be called a pagan holiday. We got Christmas and we got Easter. Right. And and, and they're not they not said to be God's holiday. They said to be a pagan person's holiday. So we have to realize that God says don't be conformed to this world. We don't need to be conformed to the things of this world and put the things of this world before God. You know, we, we stop operating and doing things because these holidays fall and the church doors close and, and this here, you know what I'm saying? I, I You know, one thing that gets me, and I, I got to speak on it, is, is when the pastors come to Super Bowl Sunday that we have a short service because everybody want to run out and go see Super Bowl. And and I I don't believe that I want I don't want God to cut me short, so I don't want to cut God short at all. Amen. 
the Super Bowl is going to be there. They, if I get home, they're going to take it. If, if, if I don't see, if I don't see it, if I if I stay in church because the Holy Spirit and the Shekinah glory dropped and I missed the Super Bowl, so what? I was in a greater place for my life than being in front of the TV watching the Super Bowl. Amen. And this is why God says, "Don't be conformed to this world, because we'll get caught up in the things of the world, and we won't get caught up into Jesus." Show you right. And this is why he told us, and this is why he said, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove. Mm-mm-mm. He says that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. See, now that's what the apostle, I mean, the uh, uh, evangelist was talking about, the will of God. Yes. What is the per- and we're gonna learn here. What is the perfect will of God? We 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 have to see and understand what is the perfect will of God. But let me go back and just talk about um the renewing of your mind. And our mind is renewed in the Word of God. The more we pour the Word in, the more God's Word is gonna renew us to understand who He is and to come in more of a more intimate relationship with with Him. Because we are taking in all the things that are that is him. Jesus said one time in, in, in the word of God, he said, Father, I'm in you and you in me. Okay? And then he turned around and said that I want those that, that know that you that you sent me to be in me that I may be in them. That is so powerful in itself because he's saying that 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 if God the Father is in me, I'm able to share what He has given me to them when they come inside of me. And that means that when we read, when we read the Word, we're being transformed into His image because of all that the Father has given Him. That now He's pouring it into us. And that's how we get to know we get to know the Son. And that's why the Son says that the only way to the Father is through me. Because you can't know the Father until you know me. And the only way we're gonna know who Jesus is is as we read the Word of God. Amen. You're not gonna know who Jesus is no other way unless you read the Word. You know what I'm saying? And and, and the thing about it, the whole New Testament is about Jesus. Yes, it is. And 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 yet and yet and yet, he he said he wants us just to be, be. He says your mind. He wants our mind because when we think about it, that's what the devil attacks is our mind. The more word we got in, the less the the the, the less powerful the attack is on us because we can reply back to those thoughts. As the Bible says, cast down every transformation that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring every thought under the obedience of Christ. Because now, as he attacks my thoughts and my thoughts come to my mind, I got a word. And I got a word to, to, to war off all them thoughts because I've been studying my word. Am I making sense to anybody? Yeah. <laughs> so, amen. So, so here, here Paul is telling us 
to be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And he says that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable. And the good and acceptable things that he's talking about is presenting our bodies as a living sacrifice to God, making the body holy, making self-acceptance to God, rendering reasonable service to God, and being not conformed to the world, but being transformed from the world. Those, those, that, that is that good and acceptable thing that we give unto God, that we being transformed, that we being changed. You know, and, and, and come on, a lot of y'all understand what I'm saying because when we came, all of us came with a lot of worldly stuff from, from, out, out of, from the world into the kingdom. And a lot of us are still being delivered for some of that worldly stuff that we were connected with. And the only thing that is, that is taking us out of that connection with some of these things that we're being delivered from is the word of God. And you and, and and y'all really think about that, you know, if the places that you haven't embraced the word for is the places you're still struggling with. Because we're all going through, I'm still going through deliverance. There's some stuff that I still wrestle with that I got to get in the word, and I've got to I've got to let the word take me through a process to be delivered for some of the things that I still wrestle with in my life. <clears throat> See, I'm not, I ain't one of the people that want to act like I'm holier than that. I'm, there's things that, and, and, and God told me one thing that, that I understand that I'm delivered. Yes. This is Roberta. Hey, how you doing, Roberta? Uh, the thing is that God has let me understand one thing, that my deliverance is a process. And one thing about it. I got to keep bringing the word in me to help me with the process of being delivered for some of the things that I'm still wrestling with. And that's why he says these six things that constitute the acceptable in the perfect will of God that I just read to you. He He says that which has reached its end and nothing more to complete it. And that's how we, we, we have to understand the will of God in our life, is that God wants us to put an end to all that other stuff in our life. Because once we get in God's will and we're doing God's will on a constant basis, all that stuff ends. You know what I'm saying? You know, mm-hmm. you know, you know we, we have to understand that, 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 that that's the old man. And now you you the new man, and the old man don't do what the old the new man don't do what the old man do no more. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But but I want you to understand, and, and I talk real that I know that even becoming a new man, there's still a process to get rid of some of the stuff that the old man left behind. Amen. And we are, and, and, and that's the thing that as we move through the will of God. We start to embrace those things that God has instituted in our life for us to move in, that we can free ourselves from some of those things we used to do.
Amen. And that's Amen. This, is, Amen. This, is the, this is the process of us becoming a living sacrifice unto God. That there's a transformation that has to happen in our life that we may become that acceptable thing unto God. And I think that's a key word because we, we, we look in the natural, there's so many places that we, we've been with friends or family that people didn't accept us. But God is telling us that he needs us to be do one thing that we may be that acceptable thing under him. And that's, and that's for us to be in his word. Because one thing about God, God, God recognizes you, but he recognizes you because of the word that's in you. Yeah. Can I tell you that one more time? God recognizes you because of the word that's in you. Because the word of God is spiritual, and anything that God recognizes is that which is spiritual. Amen. Jesus said the words that I speak out of my mouth are spiritual and give life. That every word that's in this Bible is a spiritual word because he spoke them for them to be written because he is the word, and he says they're spiritual. So if God sees the spiritual word in you, God recognizes you, and you become acceptable unto him. Ah, that's powerful in itself. Yes, it is. That's powerful in itself. To understand where your acceptance comes from. Okay, I need someone to read from three to eight. From three to eight. Yeah, uh-huh. Versus. Verses 3 to 8. Okay. We're in chapter 12, everyone that just came on the line, of Romans. The book of Romans, we're in chapter 12. We just finished uh, verses 1 and 2, and now we're going to go on and study about um, serving God with spiritual gifts. For I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. So we bring many, our one body in Christ, and individual members have one another. Having then gifts differently according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. And prophecy, let us prophesy in the portion to our faith. Or ministry, let us use it in our ministry. He who teaches in teaching. He who exalts in exaltion. He who gives with liberty. He who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Amen. 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 So here, we, here we're going to talk about serving God with our spiritual gifts. And Paul starts us out by telling us, For I say through the grace given unto me. And Paul and Paul is referring to his apostleship by the grace of God. 
that that all of us, that whatever gift we walk in is through the grace of God, that unmerited favor that God, that God gave us for nothing we did, but he gave us his grace. And, he, and, he, and not only did he give us his grace, which is unmerited favor, but he also gave us a gift to walk in his grace. And, and it's, something, it's something when you can get something for nothing. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We didn't have to earn our gifts. We didn't have to go out. But everyone that has accepted Jesus Christ in their life, has, God has given them a gift through the grace of who he is. And that shows you how powerful grace is. Grace is on the favor of God that he gave to us free. He freely gave it to us. Yes, yes, yes. Amen. He says, unto me. Unto me. And to every man that is among you. Not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. And and, and and we need to really walk in that for a minute because we run into people all the time that think they're better than you. True. We walk in the church all the time and somebody True. wants to know. And it says, True. not to conceive and self-importance but to take a sane, a, a sane view of himself. And, and and the thing is that, that none of us is greater than anyone else in the body of Christ. Yeah. But yet we have people that think that, and, and what he's telling us, don't ever get to that point to think that you're higher than anybody else. Don't ever get to that point to think you're better than anybody else. Because let me tell you something. All those that think they're better is the ones that fall real quick. Yeah. Can I tell you all that again? And I want y'all to look around from now on. And all those people that think they're high and mighty, they be the ones that end up being fallen because they think they're better than somebody else. Amen. Amen. I have a question on that, Reverend Carpenter. Amen. What you just said. Uh-huh. People um, walk like they're better or higher than anyone else. Um, how they? How do they get... Um, in that walk, who made them thinking they're better than anybody else? Who's the people that they think that made them, you know, why, how did they get in that to that point of thinking they're better than anyone else? Who made them that, um, to act like that? You? No, not me. I'm just saying, when I oh, say you. No, 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 no. When, when, when I, when I say you, and I didn't want you to take that personally. So when I say you, when I say you, it's us. We put people on pedestals that make them think they so, they're better than you. We take pastors and put a pastor on a on a pedestal, and he talks to you like you his child. He treats you like you ain't nobody when he wants it. He treats you like you somebody when he wants to treat you like somebody. But ain't nobody put him there but you. Mm-hmm. But you know, I used to get. I, I know, I know you. I know you using me for an example, but what? I, well, I can only speak for Easter, when uh, um, um, a pastor is human, just like I am, and um, God is about love. If someone speaks to me in a manner that I know is evil, I'm going to come back them back to them with the word of God. Amen. I'm not going to put anyone on a pedestal because I have the word of God, 
And you're right. I have, like I said in my past, I have done that. I thought that was God up there in that pulpit and stuff like that. And, and But now, as the now in the future, I'm not putting anybody but God up on our pedestal. That's the only one I'm going to boost up. Yes. Amen. 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 Listen, listen, the word of God, anyone on the line, I've been through that myself, so don't don't take it personal. The thing is that we've all done it. Don't think that we're all free from it. We've all done it. There's nobody on the line that never done that, that we cherish somebody in leadership. You know what I'm saying? I, I used to run and, and sweep up the church and do everything and, and honor and honor my, my, my leader and, and whatever he wanted. You, you need your clothes picked up today. You need this and you need that. And I put him on a pedestal, and he got to the point that he thought that he could talk to me in front of people like he wanted to. Mm-hmm. And then I found out that I had to realize that nobody put him in that place to treat me like that but me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Didn't nobody put him in that place. I did it. And then I learned the only person that I need to bow down to, the only person I need to humble myself to and honor like I was honoring a man is Jesus Christ. And I'm not honoring no mother body else like that again but Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I, I understood that we take people and we exalt them, and the word tells us to exalt them, but when we exalt them, Sometimes the exaltation doesn't doesn't lift up their spirit, but it lifts up their flesh. Because mm-hmm. that's that that's that's what that's where the pride and the proudness and and all that comes from. It's in the flesh because it's not in the spirit. Yeah, and we just plain arrogant, right? If some just plain arrogant, I say there's some that's just plain arrogant. They don't mm-hmm. need a cheering squad. They boost themselves up. Mm-hmm. Let, me tell you, let me tell you something. Y'all, y'all, a lot of y'all haven't, if y'all could just have the time and get behind the scenes of these TV ministries, a TD Jake. TD Jake's a nice guy, okay? But behind them scenes, them dudes inside the church walk around like they, like, it's all about them. Want to need a Let me tell you something. And God, I ain't talking about your people, but I'm only telling the truth. These people here do not know how to talk to lay people. Mm-hmm. Y'all see them? Y'all see them in front of y'all when they're in the pulpit, and everybody got a character that they 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 they, they present you before you. But meet them behind the scene. Go behind the curtain and try to deal with these people and watch how they deal with people. Watch how they talk to people. You don't even want to go near them because people have put them on such a pedestal that they walk around like kings and queens over the rest of us. Well, I find that some of the Christians, they walk around being very angry. I've had that experience even with some members of my family. They're very angry, um, it's hard to even hold a conversation sometimes because the anger, I mean, they say they're Christians, but they come out with a lot of anger, like, and I don't understand that. Like, the love is not there. I mean, I guess it's there, but they have a really harsh way of showing it, and I don't understand that. 
But that's just that's that 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 is the flesh. Let me tell you something. When we get and we we get before people that we lifted up, and that's why the word says, "Don't think of yourself no better or higher than anybody else." And and, and what happens is the same thing. And thank you, Holy Ghost. It's the same thing that happened in heaven with Lucifer, that he was the top top dog up under God, and he started thinking higher than himself. He started thinking, I'm better than God. And look what it got him. It got him kicked out because he thought that he could exalt a kingdom over God because of what he was thinking, that he was hiding, better hiding himself. And a lot of us get that from that spirit that, that he drives in us when we get to certain places in leadership. And it doesn't even happen on leadership. Go to your job. A lot of times when people get promoted on job, their character change. Yeah. Just by promotion, I'll make a person that used to sit there in a, in a cafeteria and talk to you and laugh with you, and now they're the supervisor. They ain't got nothing to do with you, and they ain't the same person they used to be when they used to sit there in the cafeteria. I had a supervisor that um, was actually a friend of mine before he became a supervisor, and then um, once he became supervisor, his whole personality changed in a bad way because I remember him actually doing my yearly report and I didn't sign it because I didn't agree with the things that and you have that option you don't have to sign it you have an option and I just didn't sign it because I didn't agree with the things that he said but he had gotten so angry with me and he told me he literally told me that I would never um, because we had we used to discuss business and I said I wanted to eventually one day own a business but he literally told me that I would never own a business because I didn't have a strong enough voice. And oh, actually, wow. that really bothered me because <laughs> I started believing him at some point, you know, because I do have a small voice. Um, you know, people tell me that all the time. I sound like a little mm-hmm. girl on the phone, you know, and things, but because he said that for some reason, it really resonated with me for years. Amen, amen. And, and sometimes I don't feel we feel that way now. Well, we thank God. We thank God. Sometimes, like I said, the Bible is telling us, don't none of us think high, more higher than ourselves, then, then we're better than anybody else. Because no matter how high you think you, you are, you can always fall. Yes. You can always fall. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 you know, I think the Holy Ghost gave me the perfect example in, in, in Lucifer, the devil, that he thought that he was going to elevate himself higher than God. But yet he thought, well, his thoughts disappointed him because he fell, you know? So we need to embrace, embrace that as being children of God. And I ain't better than nobody else because you know what? Everything that you're going through, I got to go through too. And everything that you've been through, I've been through something similar to what you've been through. And I'm not better than you. I'm not higher than you. And I don't care if I become a bishop. I don't care what I become. I'm still I'm still there with, with the lay people because I got to remember where I came from and I got to remember what helped me get to where I'm at. And what helped me get to where I'm at 
because I know more word than you. I think I'm better than you. No, it ain't. I need to think about the more word I got, one thing about it, whew, the more responsibility I got to do the will of God. So it doesn't make me higher than you. It just makes me more knowledgeable than you, but it doesn't make me better than you. It goes on to say, but to think soberly according as God had dealt to every man the measure of faith. You see what I'm saying? We need to think soberly. We need to have a sober mind. You know, because God gave us all the same measure of faith. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody get, when, when God, when we all came, he gave us, he gave us, Right here, that God gave us all the same measure when we came. He didn't give nobody no greater measure of faith than He gave anybody else. He gave us all the same measure. Now, what you did with your measure is on you. And that's the awesome part of it. That we need to that we need to understand how to make our faith grow. It goes on to say, for we, for as we had many members in one body, and all members have not the same office. We have to really understand that that everybody's gift, everybody don't have the same gift, and all those that do have the same gift by title don't operate the same way inside that title. Am I am I making sense to y'all what I just said? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And why why I want you why I ask you that is because I want you to understand because I because one person's a pastor, all right. That's the title, but the gift that operates inside that being a pastor may be like Benny Hinn. Benny Hill Benny Hinn has a healing gift, and there's a lot of pastors that have healing gifts but are pastors. You understand what I'm saying? There's some prophets that became pastors, and they have the gift of prophecy inside they, inside inside that that title of being a pastor. So no, so we have to know that inside of inside of the, the as being members that we all are not the same. We are no, we are not all the same. And this is what Paul wanted us to understand about us walking in the body of Christ and the gifts that God gave us. He said, so we being many are one body in Christ, and every one member, one of another. And and, and that's what we got to think. We we don't walk in a harmony (laughs) inside the body of Christ with one another. Everybody wants to walk in the body of Christ as individuals. And you imagine if our, if our human body did that, our arm and leg did what they wanted to do and didn't work together? You, you know how crazy you would look walking down the street? Your left leg want to go left, your right leg want to go right, and you in the middle and, and both legs trying to go two different ways. <laughs> you would look crazy. <laughs> 
And, and, and that's how it is in the body of Christ, that we have, to, we have to always come in unity to work with one another. And, and it seems like it's so difficult because, like I said, everybody wants to have their own, their own individual identity in who they are when we're all, we all working in one body for the same cause. So tonight I just want you all to understand that the Bible is telling us that we're all the same. We're all the same. And and everyone and everyone members is one another. We need to understand that we are we are are, are joined as one in the body of Christ. We're just operating in different operations, but we're still one. It says, having been gifts. And, and, and this is show you what I was talking about in, in verse 5. It says here that Paul here compares the body of Christ to the human body. It says, having been gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. Mm-mm-mm. That's powerful. The reference to the spiritual gifts. They are given and to be exercised according to the grace and the measure of faith. You know what I'm saying? Because according to God's grace is how we exercise the gifts that God gave us. And do you understand that the power of your gift is the grace of God that moves in your gift? And y'all have to understand that, that it's about God inside of your gift. Because a lot of us, uh, <laughs> I don't know if y'all seen it, but sometimes, sometimes there's some people that that that, that are not living right, and 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 when they try to operate the gift God God has in them, it does it, it has no power. Have any of y'all seen that? Honestly, I've seen people with power didn't wasn't living right either, so it's vice versa to me. They had so much power, but they still wasn't living right. <laughs> Just being real. Amen, amen. But we we understand, and you're being real because we understand that Jesus said that when they came to him and said, "I did this and I did that in your name," he said, "I not know you workers of iniquity." That they are right. going to come some that are going to be doing his work, but it's the motive that they were doing it that God, that he wasn't pleased with. And, 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 but, but there's people that say they have gifts, but never have no evidence because of the life that they live in, that it never shows up in what they do. Like people that lay hands and the people that lay hands on don't never get healed. Hmm. People that prophesize to people and prophesize words, and the words that, that they prophesize don't even match up or or come true in a person's life. Amen. You know what I'm saying? And 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 we've seen that. We've seen a lot of people. We've had people prophesize to a lot of us on the line that we ain't seen it to this day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, and and the Bible tells us about these things when people do things that if it ain't of God, you won't see it. 
But when someone prophesies, excuse me, I'm eating. Um, but when someone prophesies, do that mean they're they're not they're they still can prophesize, but the other individual do not believe and have faith in Jesus? Can they have something to do with it too? Not saying that the per the person do prophesize, it can, but don't it take two to agree together in their and the person prophesizing? Because if one is still carrying baggage and following Satan, and the person is prophesizing for them, um, that does do that doesn't mean that they, they can't prophesize, but the uh, the non-believer or the one who proclaimed they're Christian and not walking in Christ is um, don't have their mind on what the person is prophesizing to them about. So therefore, God God may not answer. Um, may not do the work. Jesus would not do the work for that. Do you see what I'm? Do you see what I'm? Do y'all see what I'm saying? I, I see what you're saying, but the thing about it, and I'm, I'm gonna say it like this here, um, that you could prophesy the word over a person, and they may not believe in you or believe in that, but the God I serve that still make them a believer. Because because what you're saying is true to come to be manifested in their life, and, and sometimes God will have to take what you just said and bring it and bring it to pass that they know that he is God. Do you understand what I'm saying with that? And, 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 and I, I just believe that whenever God speaks a word over somebody and it's God's word, you're going to see it no matter what. I don't care if you don't believe, you ain't got to believe or nothing, but God is the God that he's going to manifest what he said because he's got to bring you into a place, a place to believe. And that's how a lot of our, our faith, our, all of us on this line, there was something that increased our faith that, we, that God said it was going to be done, but we didn't believe it was going to be done, but it came. There was something that, that, that at the beginning of our life in Christ that somebody came and said, you know, God is going to do this. And he was like, yeah, okay. And then, boom, God did it. And that, and that lifted up your faith. Oh, shoot, you know, this really happened. So I, 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 I understand what you're saying. But I, excuse me? I said that's really true because I had that experience. Mm-hmm. And and that's why I believe that that that, that <laughs> that when God says that he's going to do something, God's going to do it regardless if you if you believe the person that came and told you or not. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and I go the other way with what you say, that sometimes that if God didn't say it, you ain't going to see it. If mm-hmm. God didn't say it, and, 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 mm-hmm. God, and he, said, he, he says that, and, and just let me go go over real quick. To Deuteronomy, and I just read it to you real quick in Deuteronomy, and then we'll get back into our lesson because I always love to deal with that fact about prophecy because I don't know about people in South Carolina, but I know when I was preaching in North Carolina, if a prophet came to town, the whole town went to go. Go get a word from the prophet. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. 
the small town I was in, I don't care if they go to Federal North Carolina, the prophet come in, everybody runs to go hear what the prophet got to say. And I, I've just never been that kind of person. Here it is. It says, and this is Deuteronomy, so any of y'all that want to go investigate it yourself, Deuteronomy is the 18th chapter, and you can read this around um, the 15th verse when it talks about the new prophet like Moses. But he says in the 22nd verse, when a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the thing does not happen or come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord has not spoken. The prophet has spoken it presumptuously, and you shall not be afraid of him. So, so you know, there's things that the prophets will speak that God didn't say, and you won't see it. And if you don't never see it come to pass, don't even worry about it. That prophet never come back. You ain't you, you ain't got to be scared of him or worry about him trying to pull up something in your life or or say something to you because there was no evidence that God really spoke to him on a prophecy that he gave you. And if you read that whole that whole thing, it will really explain to you about what the people said. And and that's what um the so what's the name? I'll, I'll just go back and just read a little more. It says that the people said, but it says, and it shall be that whatever will not hear my word, which he speaks in my name, I will require it of him. But the prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or who speaks in the name of other gods, that prophet shall die. And if you say in your heart, how shall we know the word which the Lord has not spoken? And when the prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, and if that thing does not happen or come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord has not spoken, and the prophet has spoken it presumptuously, and you should not believe, you should not have fear of himself. We, we understand that things that we don't see that people prophesize, we know God didn't say it. And, well, how do you know? How do you know if if it takes maybe it takes a while for it? Does it have a time limit that what they're saying is what God has for you? If they're saying that, or if it's just I mean, because suppose what they said haven't happened soon, but later, and you know. Well, that's why that's why I urge anybody that and when, I, when I when believe me when prophets prophesize to me in churches. I write it down. And then when I get home, I go and I talk to God, and I say, God, please confirm these things that this prophet said over me. And believe me, it's just like, it's just like somebody telling me that you said something such and such that I, if, if, if I said something about Evangelist Easter and you told her, she's going to call me to find out did I say it. Am I right or wrong, Evangelist Easter? Because you got it, you got it from one person. But if they said that I spoke this over you, you are gonna call me to find out did I say it, right? Mhm. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're right. So we should we should do the same thing when people say that God told them something. We need to take it to God that God will give us confirmation that He said that. Amen. And and, and that makes perfect it makes perfect perfect spiritual sense to know. You know what I'm saying? Because I always use the the, uh, the sample of getting it from the dunk, the horse, the, the the donkey want to tell you what the horse said, 
You need to go to the horse to find out did the horse say it or not. Amen. Can you know? I ask a yes. question? Yes, you can. Yes, amen. Um, I, um, in regards to what the sister was saying, um, when it doesn't come, doesn't come to I don't know if she's referring to if it does not manifest in our lifetime. It kind of makes me think of um, how it was prophesied that Jesus was coming, but a lot of people were not living when he was born. But nevertheless, the word came to pass. So um, I'm wondering if, um, are you saying to us that we would, just if, if someone prophesies us, just make sure it is in alignment with the word of God. Because suppose somebody is prophesying to us um, about our bloodline, somebody that's going to come after we are gone, uh, but nevertheless the word comes to pass, what would you suggest we do with that? What do I suggest that you do with that? Mm-hmm. Which is just write it down and leave it. That's right. I think that you should write it down and you should take it to God and let God tell you that he said that or not. There's nothing that God, God is never going to leave us. He's never going to leave us unknowledgeable of what he's going to do or say in our lives. Okay? The Bible lets me know that, that he will not leave us ignorant to the things of him. He's not. Paul says it plenty of times in the New Testament, that God will not leave us ignorant to the things of him. So I tell everybody, when you get a word of prophecy or somebody says they want to speak over your life or say something, you take it back to God. And believe me, God is going to answer you. If he said it, he's going to answer you and put in your spirit to receive it. Amen. Okay, and if and if you don't receive it like that, if God said it, whatever a person told you God said, it's going to come true. You'll see it. That's true. That's true. You're going to see it. And I, I, don't, I don't care whether you believe it or not. I had a guy one time prophesy something to me over the over the phone ministry, and you know what I'm saying? He was, he was prophesying to everybody, everybody, everybody. You know what I'm saying? But out of the four things that he prophesied, the next day one of them came right came right true the next day. You know? And then I I I I got a chance for God to show me what he said. Even in my unbelief or my doubt about what he said, God showed me that that it was him that told that man what to say to me. Because one thing about, I don't care who we are on this line, all, a lot of people just look for the good things and prophecy to come to them, but they don't want to hear those bad things. That's right, amen. You know what I'm saying? True. They don't want to hear them. And, and, and we're always looking for good prophecy. We're going to get money. We're going to get houses. We're going to get all these things. But truly, God will prophesize over your life Mm-mm-mm. more than he's going to prophesize about you having some temporary stuff. Amen. 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 You know, we all we all gonna got caught up in the temporary and the monetary things of life for people to prophesy to to you. And I was talking to God the other day. I said, you know, you know, a lot of people say I should be this, I should be rich, I should have this as many people's lives I done touched. But then I thought about it, I said, you know what, God, I forgot what I asked you for. And I asked you for spiritual gifts. I asked mm-hmm. you to, to give me the spiritual things and prophecy. 
See what I'm saying? And sometimes we have to remember what we ask God because I ask God to give me the things that I could take in it to it with me into eternity and not the things that I can have temporarily here on earth. So, you know, it's what we ask God to do inside. And when, when a word of prophecy comes, we have to just take it back to God. And if we don't, God is going to show it to you. If it's true, it'll come to pass. If it ain't, it ain't going to come to pass. And back to and back to many, what many was asking about a time limit. Through my experience, um, in June of last year, um, at the banquet, um, Sylvia, um, Joanne Turner, you still in the line? Joan Turner. Okay. Um, last year, um, at the banquet, um, Sylvia um prophesied that um. I'm going to have the Real Talk 101 phone ministry. And I told her, I said, I received that in Jesus' name. And I, I didn't think about that anymore, but um, when it come to, it's so scary because 3 o'clock one morning I was dreaming about that and saw a vision of, uh, of that. And then that Sunday morning, Sylvia called me, and she said, um, are you ready to start your Real Talk 101? And I said, yes. Um, I, I'm we going. I'm gonna go forth with it. So therefore, she prophesied last year to me at the banquet in June, and this year, this um, the, the, what she prophesied came to um, came true this year. Amen. In the Amen. month of May. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the month when of I first, May. first started um, the ministry, um, I don't know whether it was January, February, March. April. I think it was, was it April or May? I started in May. Well, that's when I started the phone ministry, and she uh, she did this last year in June. She told me about this last year in June. Amen. Um, can I share a prophecy that was given to me <laughs> when I was uh, when I first came back? Because I was a backslider, and I first came back to the Lord, and He had um He had dropped in my spirit that um I would go on the radio, and um He began to teach me how to. I had two little I had uh, I have seven children. I had two um, little cassette players, and so he showed me how to um, work with the two cassette players on how to, um, you know, employ the music and everything. And um, then a lady came from the church that I had become a member of, and she said, "God's going to use your mouth." Then another, you know how you know you all know the word confirmation comes in twos or threes. Then someone else came. And um, they ministered to me in regards to um, it took 15 years for that man, for that word to come to pass. It took 15 years. I, I practiced what the Lord told me to practice, and I put it to the side and went on to do other things. And one, one uh, evening, a young man knocked at my door. Um, they knew my family, but he had no idea what God had said. Um, in regards to radio, he knocked on my door and he said, uh, he's um, the host of um, WGBB and a gospel all night for the morning. And he, he uh, knocked on my door and he said, the Lord said to put you on the radio. And what happened was the Lord allowed me to be on the radio for six hours um, on Wednesday night, uh, Thursday morning, and he, and I didn't have to pay a dime. Amen. Yes, and so I and I did that for years, and um, so I, I'm a firm believer that if God say it, 
He watches over his word to perform it, and that we shouldn't plot God, just believe God. And I believe that's what you're saying, minister. Just believe God, check his word, check it against his word, and then just stand on it until it manifests. Amen. 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 And that, that is the truth. That's why I say you take it back to God. You know, anytime somebody tell you that God told told them to tell you something, you take it back to God. Because yes, if God said it, he's going to confirm what he said. Yes. You know, um, let's go on and move on into our Bible study. It said mm-hmm. we're, still, we're in the sixth verse. And it says, whether prophecy let us prophesy according to the portion of faith. And what it's telling you, the gift is that of speaking to men to edify and exalt them. And that's what prophecy is, a gift to edify and exalt people into what God has spoken over you. You know what I'm saying? And don't and don't think that, that if you get a bad prophecy and it ain't it ain't to exalt you and lift you up, but it is is to lift you up to recognize that you gotta change your life. Amen. You know, there's pe- there's sometimes people prophesize, you know, that 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 man that you sleeping with or that woman that you running around with, brother, you know, God right. is showing me that that you need to change because there's going to be a time that you you may not be able to get in. And That's God it. is giving you prophecy. God is giving you prophecies about the lifestyle that you're living that there's got to be a change. And that yeah. is to edify and exalt you because when it lifts you up, it, it brings you a place to recognize what God is seeing in your life. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody want a good prophecy. But every prophecy ain't going to be good for your ears. You, and if you want to just, just for a moment, you could go in the scripture, you go in the uh, Kings, the 24th chapter, and you read about Hezekiah. So on the day Hezekiah was on the sick bed, Isaiah came to him and said, I mean, Hezekiah, get your house in order, for today you surely shall die. That was a bad prophecy. I mean, y'all would go crazy if somebody walked up the prophet in your house and knocked on your door and said, listen, you need to get your house in order because today, surely, you're going to die. God told me to tell you that. And, 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 and this, is, this, is, this is why I learned. God took me to that scripture to learn what I just told y'all. That Hezekiah didn't go to the priest. He didn't go to the pastor. He didn't go to the Levites. But he leaped his head on the wall, and he took his aim back to God. Since God said it to him through the man of God, he took, it, he took that word back to God. When y'all go in there and y'all read, and that's when God told, taught me that, that any time somebody prophesies a word to you and you want confirmation on what they said, just bring it back to me and I'll give you confirmation. So that's for anyone on the line. Always, when somebody say, God told me to tell you, you say, all right, you, you can receive it, even if you don't receive the person, but take it back to God and let God give you confirmation that he did say that. Because God will answer prayers. And that's Hezekiah. And, that's, and what I just told you, Hezekiah prayed. He didn't ask God to save his life or nothing. He told God his character and walking with him and what he did. And in the next few verses, it said Isaiah got in the courtyard, and the Lord spoke to him and said, go back and tell my servant Hezekiah that I saw his tears and I heard his prayers, and I'm extending him 15 more years of life. 
God hears prayer. Mm-hmm. We go on and it says that in the seventh verse, it says, Oh, ministry, let us wait on our ministry or he that teaches on teaching. And, and we need to be able to wait on our ministry. A lot of us, a lot of us turn around and, and, and get things and, and get a ministry, and we don't wait on God to tell us it's time to go operate. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people move in their ministries prematurely, and then it, they don't see it, you know, moving because they they didn't do it. I, 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 we go back to uh, Evangelist Easter, what she said. She got the prophecy. She heard what she said, but she didn't run out and start doing it. She waited for the, that, that awaited time because God got the time that he wants you to start something, and he'll let you know when you can go. That's right. You know, yeah. and a lot of times we get something and somebody prophesies something to us and we're ready to run into it and it ain't the time. And that's when we go back to what many said, that sometimes some things we have to wait on. But God said one thing in his word, those who wait on the Lord, he shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings of eagles and they shall walk and not be weary and they shall run and not be faint. So God says that 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 just wait on me. I'll 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 you that you could you can hold on because when you when when I tell you to move, you gonna get up on the wings of the eagle and you gonna go. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Because you waited on me, and 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 there is a waiting time in all that we do in Christ Jesus. There's a waiting time because we gotta wait for Him to say go. When we get when we get whatever we get, we we're in the red light. Like y'all driving your car, y'all at the stop sign with the red light. Got it, but you can't go until Jesus turns on the green light and says go. A lot of us, a lot of us see the yellow light and we we just go on through it, <laughs> and we get out there. And a lot of people that have started churches didn't wait on the ministry. Okay. Amen. It says the ministry, let us wait on our ministry. Didn't wait for the ministry to go past their church and ran out there and church lasted two, two or three months and they and they right back in their own church. Exactly. You know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we have to just wait as, as, as being children of God. We have to wait on. He says, um, he that teaches, teaches, Okay, on teaching. And and one thing, even though about teaching, know that a teacher is just an instructor. That's my gift. I'm a teacher. <clears throat> my, 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 my gift is just to instruct you all when I read the word of God to you. You know what I'm saying? Because let me tell you, and, I don't, and I'm going to tell you, but I'm going to tell you all all this. I don't care who preached the word to you. I don't care who teach the word to you. I don't care who speak the word to you. You know what I'm saying? When people speak, teach, or whatever, they're giving you their terminology of what God is leading them in to show you in the Word of God. Now it's your turn. is on you to go seek out what God is giving you to see in his Word. Mm-hmm. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Because you know what? Everybody's revelation is going to be, be different. A lot of people, they get on me. You know, I, I have one of the ministries that's up under me, and they deal with the, with them study Bibles, and that's what they study out of. 
and I really don't like it, but that's not my church. I'm just the overseer over the ministry, and I don't try to change whatever they're doing. But it's not something that I like because a study Bible is a Bible that somebody wrote their own revelation to under the bottom according to the word that's on the top, and it makes it a lot easier for you to, uh, to get understanding to the top, but then you miss trying to seek the revelation to the word for yourself. Oh, God, yes, amen. That's study to show you. See what I'm saying? Because it becomes easy, and you haven't, hallelujah, you haven't taken the time to let the Holy Ghost be who he is that God sent him to be in your life. Your, the Holy Ghost is your instructor. It says let no one else teach you but the anointing that, that he has given you that will teach you all things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and if you go in... And, and walk and run around on somebody else's revelation, you'll never get your own. Amen. <laughs> so, <clears throat> if I could share anything with everybody on the line, really hear your pastor on Sunday. Hear your Bible school teacher. Hear your yes. Sunday school teacher. But when you get it, go back and read it and go in there and start pinpointing the things that God has given you revelation to. Because the revelation that he gives you is for your life. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. And everybody's revelation in the word ain't going to be the same. Mm-hmm. And some people may not tell you that. There ain't a lot of people going to tell you what I just told you. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 one thing about it, because one thing God told me a long time ago, he said, I want you to be as real with me as as real as you are with me, I want you to be real with my people. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And I'm going to be real with you when it comes to the word of God. Everybody, for, for some of you people that's on here for the first time, let me tell you about me. I ain't going to talk nothing but the word of God to you. Amen. We can have a normal conversation, and believe me, the word of God is going to come up. Yes, amen. <laughs> amen. Because that's where our lives are supposed to be walked in. We're supposed to live the life of the word. Mm-hmm. And the only way you can live live the life of the word is you can walk and talk the word of God. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm telling you. Um, Reverend Carpenter and everyone yes. else, my phone is beeping, which means that the battery may die out. So if you don't hear me anymore, that means the battery died up. But I'm going to hang okay. on so it doesn't die. <laughs> Thank you. Amen. I'm enjoying Amen. this. Amen. Have a blessed many. Thank you. I'll be posting soon. Okay. okay. It goes on to say in the eighth verse, Oh, he that exalted, exalt, on exaltation. And, and, and an exalted is called aside, makes an appeal by ways of exaltation, intriguingly comfort or instruct. And that's what an exalt is. So you all understand. It's one that, uh, an exalt is somebody that comforts you. You know what I'm saying? It's somebody that lifts you up, but in the words of comfort. An exalt ain't going to beat you down. You know how some people come to comfort you, but they beat you down with words? That's what not. That's not. That's not a God. That's not God's exalt. Exalter. That's not God's exalter. God's exalter is gonna come comfort you. That's right. As Amen. he exalt, as he distributes the gift of exaltation on you, 
but with words of comfort, words to lift you up, words that make you feel good about who you are. Because we know we got people that come and want to be an exalted and want to come, but their words ain't right, and they ain't come to comfort you. They come to bring more damage onto where you at. Mm. And I want you to know what God says an, an exalter is. It goes on to say, and he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. Everybody, this refers to the rich that give help to others. And let me tell you something. And y'all, y'all, y'all might hear different, but everybody ain't a giver. Let me tell you this, and I had to le- I had to learn this myself. As the word tells us to give, there are some people that God has given the gift of giving. There are some people that God has blessed to be givers, but everybody ain't a giver because a lot of us don't have it to give. God makes resources for givers to be able to give. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you all again? For people that are givers, God makes resources for them to be able to give. Amen. All them people get on TV talking about, oh, somebody that I went up there and I gave my last $50. And in three or four days, God gave me a million dollars. That ain't going to happen for everybody. I'm being real with you. Just because that happened to them, that don't mean it's going to happen to you. And they get on TV because they want you to sow into their ministry and they, they yes. bring these people up to say that. But you went out there and give up your last $50. I watched, <laughs> I watched as a kid that when, 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 I don't know if none of y'all, y'all are at that age, but they used to have a guy named, when I, when I grew up in New York, they had a guy named Reverend Ike. Yes. 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 And these people used to go and give their life money, they 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 rent money, and everything, looking for stuff to come, and end up getting and end up getting put out of their houses, not able to pay their light. The lights ain't even on, cause they yeah. run down there, and this man to tell them, you get this, you gonna get such and such. Yeah, mm-hmm. amen. You don't amen. give. Oh, hallelujah! Well, I'm getting ready to tell y'all. Hallelujah! You don't give unless God tells you to give. Let me tell you, something. God says one thing. He says, I love a cheerful giver because God knows what he's going to tell you to give that you'll be happy to release from your presence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People wonder why I don't go around the country. When I, when I travel to preach and people invite me, I don't sit in the pulpit because I don't have money like you, like, like you big-time dudes in the pulpit. Got in the pulpit one day in my younger days, and the dude said we had to give up $1,000. And that was the last little thousand dollars I had. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. You know what I'm saying? One time I was just sitting in the pulpit and the guy said, everybody got to get $300 a piece. Mm. And I learned my lesson. Amen. You know what I'm saying? I walked out of that, that, that house, gave my little $300 or what, and I had to struggle to go to work the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Amen. And then I, I allow God to tell me when I can go sit, when I go to play, when I can go sit, because I know Amen. that God has prepared my pocket for whatever's going to happen. Amen. That's right. Amen. You know what I'm saying? 
I don't let people get up and tell me what the Lord just put on my spirit that He wants everybody here to get. Uh, 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 I was I was at a thing with um, Shirley Caesar in Raleigh, North Carolina, and she got up and said that, she, that the Lord told her that everybody should give such and such, and then she had lines that she had, and I was like, this ain't no God, so you gonna mm-hmm. get what I got in this little pocket right here because I ain't going in my wallet. This, this that's right. That's it. That's it. You're not gonna you're not gonna bring me into a place and tell me that God said and my spirit don't agree with what you say. Right. Amen. You know what I'm saying? So these people try to make you think the more you give and I know the word says that that if you give plentifully, you reap plentifully. If you reap sparingly, you reap sparingly. And I understand mm-hmm. what God is saying with that. But God that's knows right. what I got. He knows that's what right. I got. That's right. It ain't like God, and he, if God is omnipotent, and he knows everything about me. He knows what I got. Hallelujah. He knows what I can yes. say. He knows yes. what, know what I need to live. And that's why he gave me wisdom, and I'm telling you all, he gave you all wisdom to know right. how to handle his money that's in your pocket. That's right. Hallelujah. You know the difference. That's right. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. If you ain't got it to give, you can't be a giver. And, and let me tell you something. And, and giving ain't only just just having a number because sometimes I I, I walk I walk the streets of New York and get on the train, or I've been right down here in Florida and been out. And the Lord said, God or woman have a sign, and the Lord said to me, give give him a dollar, give him two dollars. I give him two dollars and keep going. You know what I'm saying? Then I you know I give him what I got to be able to give. And I'm still giving. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I just want you to understand that I, I I had to really get into that because we like we make people think that we all givers and we're not because we're not all able to give. Yeah. We're not able to give, and and some to give, but some is able to give, but they 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 use their discerning um. To know whether to give or not. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even mm-hmm. like churches when I go preach that this ain't enough money. I'll be telling you, that's enough. If they, that you, if you got to get up and ask them for some more, that ain't a God. Whatever, whatever they gave is what God wanted me to have. Amen. And they be looking at me like, Amen. You sure? Amen. I'm just saying, you gave, you put that. That's a love offering. That's what Amen. they gave. Well, we counted, and it could be more than this. Yeah, it could be, but that ain't what God. God know what I can handle. Amen, 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 amen. Oh, my God. Time, and, that, amen. and that's the truth. A lot of us preachers, we, we, want, we want overwhelming amount of money, but I, I, I feel whatever God had in people, because God said a workman that, 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 that if they hire me, you know what I'm saying, to do something, that they're going to pay me. And whatever they put in that thing, that's what it is. I went to a church one time and they gave me $20. I said, okay. Took the $20, went, went to Burger King, got me a couple of burgers, got back in the car and rode on home. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. But, and I've been in a church where the Lord was, he left, he left you, and the Lord said, give it to them. He said, give it I, to them. I've been there, you know, I've been there yeah. to my sister. One day that my yeah. godmother came to me and she said, yeah. you got to stop that. 
And she yes, took me, she yes. made me understand. She said, every time you preach, you always giving them back all the money because you got a good job. I said, yeah, because I don't need it. She said, but you denying them their blessing by giving it back to them because they're blessing you because that's what God told them. And then yes, you, yes, you yes, giving yes, it yes. right back to them, and you denying them the blessing that God got for them. And she yes. woke me up to that. Amen. So what I did, I just started giving them a tithe out of what they gave me. Amen. Right. <laughs> I got you. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, <Yeah>. Jesus. <laughs> I just gave my tithe, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, let them know I appreciate them and I'm throwing some money back into the church or whatever. Amen. <laughs> but it goes on to say, it goes on to say, Amen. Amen. He says, He's that ruler. With <laughs> New York dignity. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But I, you know what? We learn. You know, we learn because That's true. I don't want to mm-hmm. be greedy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I've been in these places with T.D. Jays, Noah Jones, all of them, and sit in the pulpit with them, and mm-hmm. they get ten and fifteen and twenty thousand dollars to come give a word. Okay. I don't see that kind of money when I go give a word. Ahead of time. You know what I'm saying? And they get it before they get there, yeah? They get, not, not, they get that ahead of time, and then they get a love offering when they get there. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sure so it ain't no telling how much they, they walk away with. But yes. I'm, God hasn't elevated me to that place, and I'm not there. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So I got to work yes. out where I'm at. That's it. I got to work out where I'm at. So I don't, well, you know, it's, it's good. I get invited to sit up there with them, and I tell them today, no, nah, I'm okay. I'll sit right down here with the rest of these poor people. <laughs> no, nah, I refuse that name again, and we ain't poor. But I sit back I sit back down there with the people that I know got money like I got money. Then I ain't got to worry about, you know, giving up something that I, I really don't can't afford. God knows my pocket. But he goes on to say, he that ruler. And and, and, and we got to understand that our rulers are, and what they're saying here, rulers are leaders, pastors, superintendents, the ones over any business of the church. You know what I'm saying? And these, these are the people that that's over the business of the church, our leaders. And, 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 and a lot of times, you know, we have to understand and 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 be right there. I don't I don't know if a lot of churches do it, but you know, we used to have um members meetings and we have it and we give out all all of every you know, when we have members meetings we bring all the financial statements for the month to let them know where money went, where money how the money in the church was spent. A lot of churches um, don't, don't do that no more. Um, I think that I wouldn't care if I had a mega church. I'm going to do it with them because I want them. I want them to know because they are the ones that help putting the finances into the storehouse. Some some people don't want to do that. Hello? Yeah, we hear you. Okay. I didn't know if I got knocked off from that one. Y'all get quiet. I had to check. But 
you know, we those are those are the rulers, and say let them do with sympathy, and we, and, and I mean, um, excuse me, with with decency, and we need to let our rulers rule with decency. They need to be able to respect us as we respect them. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I, I don't want nobody to talk to me in front of people like, like I owe them something or they my boss. I want, I want my pastor to talk to me and respect me as a man, as a man of God, as I respect him as a man of God. I want a woman pastor to respect me as a man of God like I respect her as a woman of God. I don't want her, if she got something she needs to say to me for something I did, she needs to have that decency and respect to call me into her pastor's study. Mm-hmm. She don't need to ever embarrass. I don't believe in this. I don't believe that a leader should ever embarrass one of God's children that he has put to follow them and embarrass them in open. So or true. talk to them in an unjustified way as being a man or a woman of God. Mm-hmm. And I've seen them do it. Didn't I tell you to pick my bag up and bring it over here? Uh-uh. Because you talk to me like that, you better hope you better hope you got some real power. Because that bag, you gonna have to you gonna have to bring it like one of them TV shows, you know, like I dream a genie or something. You want to snap your finger and let it jump because I ain't bringing it. Because if you disrespect me, I have no respect, no more respect for you as my leader. So true. I feel so sorry for them preachers. I'm doing conference time. Um, at the AME church, and I went to conference, and each preacher has to go up there, Lord Jesus. I said, whew, what kind of mess is this? They're taking all this mess. <laughs> go back to the same church. And that's what God wants. God is saying here, he's given us. See, see God is instructing us all tonight on how to walk in our gifts, how to walk in love. We need to walk in love. Over, over in, in Corinthians, Paul talks about in the 13th chapter, he says, he says, what can I do without love? He says, I got to do everything with love. He said, I can bang with a tambourine and do all this, but if I do it, without, well, I do it, with, if I do it with no love, it benefits me nothing. No way. You know what I'm saying? So, so as, as us being in the church with a lay person or a leader, we should always treat each other with love. Amen. You know? Amen. I'm telling you, because because even in this, these phone ministries, you know what I'm saying, I I, I have times that I talk to uh, 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 Pastor Robin Albright about things that go on here, or she may not like something, or, or Evangelist Easter Winds may not like something, but when we get together, we don't, we don't, we don't dispute our whatever we don't like or whatever went on that might not, you know, went on on the line, right? But we talk to each other in private, and by the time we finish talking, we didn't, we didn't, we we showed each other love during the whole conversation. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Because because I have to respect. Her and she has to respect me, no matter if she don't like what I did or I don't like what she did. I still got to respect her out of love. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Because when you got love in the middle of it, 
and the Holy Ghost comes in between that love, you all will be able to sell it in a loving way. Amen. Amen. And that and that's the way we as leaders and us people that are in the pews, that are lay people, we need to be able to treat each other with love all the time. It goes on to say, and he that shows mercy with cheerfulness. Mm-mm-mm. Ain't that something? Either. The sick visitor and charitable worker must be cheerful and, sy- and sympathetic. See, see all, all, all you missionaries and all the people that they're getting in position in the church, they're the ones that go out to the sick and the suffering. They're the ones that go out to the, to the sick that are shut in. And, and, and they need to have a cheerful spirit. Yes, amen. I don't. I don't need nobody to come up on my sick bug. You all right? You, you, uh, 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 we, uh, I don't need nobody to come up talking, talking real strong to me. They need to come with a sweet voice. Hey, brother, you okay? We praying for you. I don't, don't come up to me talking, you know, because ain't no cheer in your voice. I'm telling you. Come on, some of y'all, been, some of y'all done heard people come up to you and say, I heard something happened to you, you all right? <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm okay, I ain't, and I keep walking. You know what I'm saying? I had people, when I had my little incident and with my John, and I, I thank all the people from the phone ministries that called me, but when I, when I got with, to the trip, you know, when you get to around certain people, yeah, I, I heard you had a little incident. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. And that's it. I heard you had a little, now they want me to, 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 to go in to explain. Yeah, I had an incident. All right. You be all right now. They ain't, they, they, they ain't saying, you know, God bless you. I hope you're all right. You know what I'm saying? You got to come in, in, in a cheerful way with, 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 with words from the Lord. You know what I'm saying? If I find out any of y'all are sick or something, i say, God bless you. Are you okay? I'm putting God in the middle of it, to know that I care for you and I got sympathy for you. Yes, amen. You know what I'm saying? But, so true. But, I, but I, we I have to a, Go ahead. Can you hear me? Because I'm, yeah, I'm on the outside walking, but I did a sermon um, on that. I had invited to preach for the missionary, and um, in my speaking, um, for what I've witnessed, I told... Um, them as missionaries, if a leadership come to you, because we got it in South Carolina, they look in the book, see who paid, how much did they pay, and whatever, and that's how much service you're going to get. If you pay, if they look in the book and you pay $500, the whole group of missionaries will come to your house and the loss of a loved one and just treat you with royalty. But if they look in the book and only $50 in there, they'll probably bring a loaf of bread and some bologna and they leave and I send that, uh, one person and that's it. And that that's and I like godly. I treat that that's not that's not godly because no, each not. person treated equally, and mm-hmm. when you're serving a missionary, that's that's not that's ungodly for to treat one less than the other. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Amen. Yes, it is. Because the with the widow's might, she would have not been considered such a great woman if it was by measure like that. Amen. 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 
And this, this, is, this, is why, this is why God tonight is trying to lead us through Paul to give us instructions on how to carry ourselves as being representatives of him, you know. As, as, as he's given us the gifts freely, let us be able to represent him in an honorable way in the gift that he gave us that we didn't have to work for. It ain't ours. It's his. Amen. And, and and I'm honored that he gave it to me to be able, that he chose me to be able to exercise the gift during my lifetime. Yeah. You know? And that's what, that, that's, that's what they, they, they're saying. That, you know, we need to be cheerful. We need to be loving. We need to be caring in the gifts that God gave us. I need yeah. somebody to read. I need somebody to read from nine. Woo. From nine to sixteen. Let love be without hypocrisy. Harbor with harbor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. In honor giving preference to one another. Not lagging in diligency. Servant in spirit, serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation. Continually stand fasting in praying. Disturbing to, disrupting to the needs of the saints. Given to hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 She gets all the way to 16 and being of the same mind. Okay. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind towards one another. Do not set your mind on high things. Be associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own options. Amen. 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 And now, and now we're going to talk about behavior like a Christian. There's a behavior that we have to display as being a representative of God. And tonight God wants us to understand the behavior that he desires, that he, he, he mandates, I'm going to put the word mandate, that he mandates for us to walk in to truly be a child and a representative of him, that, that, that these are the characteristics that we need to display. And he goes on to say in 19, let love be without you see what I'm saying? You see the key word there? Love, love, love. Let love be without hypocrisy and abhor what is evil and cling to what is good. See that? We, 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 need, we need to shun all those things that are not right in our, in, around us. You know, you know how we got on, 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 you know, we try to, we try to keep a mixture uh, of trying to hang out a little with unbelievers, but they ain't living right. We need we have to shun them. You know what I'm saying? Because the Word of God is telling us that 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 we need to be about love. And I, and I just love the way it puts it. It says, "Let love be without hypocrisy. Don't let your love be a hypocrite to you." You know what I'm saying? You gotta love everybody. I know it's hard. I know it's hard, and some people, <laughs> 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 and some people, 
some people take a whole lot out of you, but you got to show them love. I don't, I don't care. You don't like them. They don't like you. Because the word of God says love those. Okay? It says love one another. And one thing about it, God let us know one thing. Do unto others as they, as they do unto you. Every, do, do unto others as you would, as you would have yes. them do unto yes. you. And everybody yes. ain't going to love you in the church. But that don't mean that God, God is not telling you that they got to love you. He's telling you to love them. And that's something exactly. he He don't say in one word in the Bible, I want you to love the people that love you. No, he said, I want you to love everybody. Love everybody. I love everybody. They put his son on the cross, and his, and his, and his first words to everybody is, I so love the world, I gave my only begotten son. You know what I'm saying? They wanted to take one of your sons or, or something. You wouldn't love the world like that. You y'all be down there trying to trying to hurt somebody. You right. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? But God, God is telling us. Jesus is saying, just love everybody. I loved everybody when I walked there. I loved everybody. And everybody didn't love me. Jesus said it. Everybody didn't love me, and everybody ain't going to love me. Everybody ain't. That's right. You like that old record, the old days and age. They smile in your face all the time. They're trying to take your place. Uh-uh, I'm working on that. Lord, have mercy. That's right. <laughs> That's right. They, 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 you know, everybody, there's people that are going to show unconditional love to you, and there's some people that ain't. Especially when you speak in the true word of God. You're going to really Yeah, that's right. That's right. But yes, God's word is saying that you, you, you love. Don't let your, your love be a hypocrite. Don't let it be, a, you know, don't let it be not what you say it is, but show it. He said a boy... Above what is evil and clean to what is good. You know, anything that ain't right, we need to just shun from. And we need to circle ourselves with good things. Ain't nothing like having a bunch of good people in your life. And believe me, even in the church, you know who's good and who ain't good. You know who's for you and who ain't for you. But everybody in the church ain't for you. Everybody in the church ain't going to like you. You know what I'm saying? But you need to you need to cling, and, and and I think that the only way this word got taken out of place by clinging is that we got we got clicks in the church, and I think that's how the clicks started because people started clinging with with people that were just like them. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> and and they'll probably use this word to say, well, it says for me to shun evil and cling to that which is good. Well, all these people here, I feel are good. But a lot of times it just be the people that they desire to, 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 to hang out with because they just oh, yeah. like them. In the real. Hmm? Yes, because somebody's still in the real and they got one, um, one, um, their foot in, in, one, in yeah. the water. Yeah. So they're clinging with the real. So this is why they can um, get along with the clicks because they do mm-hmm. the things. Yeah. That's right. I have to, I got one. Oh. Go ahead. That's right, because the Bible said the world loves their own. Amen. Yes, Amen. They, love their, they love their own. Amen. 
Amen. And, and, and that's the thing that, that, that a lot of times a lot of people in the church are clean to certain people because they're familiar spirits. And, yes. and and they're just alike, you know what I'm saying? That they mm-hmm. can talk that old crazy talk. They could talk church church talk on church ground, and when they get on the phone at home, they can gossip. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. And then if you if they try to bring you into that that crew, and they say you ain't about gossip, then you become an outcast. Yes. Become okay. a hater. Become a hater. You know what I'm saying? They speak about you, but they're going to talk about you. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Hey, hey, Evangelist, he says, yeah. See what they can look at her. Look at that outfit yes, she got on. Yes. She just thinks she's stuck. She uh-huh. like. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> she come up yes. here walking in church like she owned the church today. See, because you won't hang with them, now you become their subject. Yes, yes, yes. Man. You know what I'm saying? And then you just have to find the people that are not like that. You got to find the people that are, are of the right spirit and of a good and of a good mind that that are truly walking with Christ. And believe me, you'll be able to feel them out because you you'll hang with certain people, and then you'll see. Because I don't care who a person show you who they are at the beginning. Eventually, you after a while, you find out who they really are. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. 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 They can look as they can act as holy as thou as they want to, but when Amen. it all boils down, you'll be able to see the truth. Amen. And that's what he's telling us. And that's what he's telling us for us to take on that. Then he then he goes on to say, and be kindly, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. See, here we go. We need to be affectionate to each other. And and, and and that affects me. I need to care for you. I need to. I need to. I didn't see you in church today, Evangelist Easter. I didn't see you in church today, Joanne. You know what I'm saying? I need to be able to get on the phone and say, "Hey, I didn't see you in church. You all right? Everything's okay." We need to be able to care about one another. You don't see that in church no more. People ain't here. So what? I didn't grow up in a church like that. I grew up in a church, and if you wasn't there at that little, at, and we had a double service at that break, they drove over your house to see what you were all right. Yeah, amen. It's become a very impersonal society. Mm-hmm. And in the church, yeah, amen. amen. But these are the characteristics that God is asking us to, to display as being as walking in the right behavior as being a child of God. Yes. And we need but to understand that. I say the, my, um, the Hopewell family at my church in Hemingway, um, they all are so great. They, When I go visit, they want me to come back. But I said uh, that I have to be led by the spi- um, by the Holy Spirit. But I do go back sometime. But I have to say the church family want me to come back there. Amen. 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 And it goes on to say honor preferring one another. And we need to be able to honor one another. The Bible says honor those that that, that we have to honor those that deserve honor. You know what I'm saying? And we and we can't be we can't hold back because 
that person did something or, or whatever, or we don't like something they did, and not to be able to still honor them when they do good. It, 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 but but this um, we we could do that back in the day. Nowadays, <laughs> but if Reverend Carpenter say something to me, I say something to, um, to one of the committee or uh, uh, whatever. Um, you know, uh, 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 even in church, we we as Christians supposed to be real Christians need to not let that envy, jealous, or malice boost up around our neck and our mind. Just because a pastor or someone is saying something to a sister or brother, uh, uh, paying more, saying more uh, um, to us, one sister, and all of a sudden um, other sisters, Christians, get mad because the name is being called more than the other. And we have to get out of that because that jealousy and envy and malice arise up in our mind Right then, we allow the devil to come in our mind. Oh, he calling her name more. She like um, he like her more because look at how he calling her name. This is this is is petty. If we are if we are living supposed to be living right and and letting, being led by the Holy Spirit, we don't care how many times you call a, a woman name and stuff and just boost them up and and whatever. Not boost them up, but saying what is true to honor them and the stuff. We should be right there saying Amen. Oh, praise the Lord. But, but apart from that, I mean, it just with that malice, envy, and jealous. Because I used to have that. I used to come stand a name being called so much in church and stuff like that. I said, Why are you calling her name so much for? Amen, 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 amen. I think that's taking that away. But you have to get. We have to get by that because that person's name. They may be being called out of the honor that they whatever they did or or or, or who they are. That that that. That they, you know, see, there's a lot of things that people do behind the scenes in church that we don't see. And then on Sunday morning, the pastor get up there and say, "Well, you know what? I, I, I really thank uh, Sister Roberta for uh, what she did." And next Sunday, we up in there and yeah, uh, you know, and you know, we went down to the Western name and we really thank Sister Roberta for. Uh, telling them and opening up them doors down there for us. And now we all mad because he's saying Sister Roberta's exactly. name so much. But he's only honoring Sister Roberta according to the word that, that he's right. thanking her and saying her name to honor her about what she did. Don't you get mad. Amen. Do something. Amen. 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 It's, like, it's like having children. Uh, I'm Pastor Carpenter. I'm talking it's like having children. Some children need a little bit more. To me, to me, Pastor, and it's similar to uh, Parenting, because you have to, you have to where the Bible says, "Know them that labor among you." You have to know your children, and you have Amen. to know which one, which one needs um, more encouragement than the other. And 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 God will give you the wisdom on how to let each child know you don't love one more than the other. But this one is in need of this, and that one is in need of that. But it doesn't mean I don't love you. And the Holy Ghost also knows what the what the what the members stand in need of. A lot of people come into the church because they need to be encouraged and in, um, built, up, built up in the spirit. And so the Lord will call them and build them up and give them to know that they have worth and they have substance. And we should, we should like, um, I'm, I don't know your name, but we should, like you were saying, sis, we should be, we should rejoice with them and be encouraged Amen. with them. Amen, you know, because there will come a time that we need to be encouraged and we Amen. can to somebody. Just, yeah. I'm just enjoying y'all so much it don't make no sense. 
Amen. Amen. And she is so right because because there's times and and the Bible says that know those who labor among you. The thing is that we need to understand that there's some people like 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 I could do something and they may they may not say it, but you may do something because they know that that, that that's gonna help you. Yes. Um to be a, you know, if they honor you, then yes. it's gonna lift you up. Yes, yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? And, and they know that you need this encouragement to be lifted up. So yes. they say, you know what, we thank sister such and such, and she may be not one of the people that are real shy or whatever, but they're lifting her up and let her know she's appreciated. And that's what yes. honor is. Honor is only honor to show you that we to to appreciate you. Yes, amen. Amen. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's why I don't care. They can call for my name a hundred times. Let me tell you something. For all you, you, you powerful people in the Christ, let me tell you something. They ain't got to call my name out about nothing because you know what? God saw what I did. That's all they need to see. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Doing as I said. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. It don't make a difference. I, I had a. I had, just to tell you a short story, I had a domestic violence line ministry some years ago, and it, and, it, and it just, God just took it. And we had people from all across the country on that phone call every night, I mean, every night, the night that we had it. And um, I was doing it with a woman out of the church that I belonged to in New Jersey. Well, I was doing it with a woman out of the church, her mother, because she was certified, I needed somebody certified to be with me. And I had to back off and I let them do it because I had my other ministries that I was doing, and I gave it over to them. Huh. The lady, the lady, the lady took over and took it, put it up, and then I, I was doing a lot of work outside of the church traveling. So she took it to the church. The church took it that I belonged to. They put it up under their umbrella. She quit her job, got a building with with, with the name of the the ministry on it and everything, and don't even they didn't even give knowledge that I had it that I started that I had anything to do with it. But you know what? People used to call me and say they had, they had a banquet. They didn't even mention you or nothing. I said so what? You were so humble. You just take. I said God knows. That's all I need to know. God gave it to me. He told me to do it. They ran off with it. So what? Let them get the glory. God told me one thing in his, in his word. He let me know about that man in the synagogue. He said that, that he got he wanted to be seen, and he got his reward right there. Right there. I said, I said right they, they took it. They getting all the same. They may be getting their reward right there. I'll wait for mine later on. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And sometimes we just we just, you know, we, we where where we may not be honored by men or women, we know that we are honored by God. Yes, amen. Amen. That's and that's all, and that's he's the only one that counts. Count. Don't nobody that's else count. counts. Amen. <laughs> amen. It's about being honored by God. Amen. 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 And that's the most powerful thing that we could ever think. It went on to yeah. say. It went on to say. And that's something um, I need to be able to heal me with that because. Um, uh, because I was going through with um, moving, and I had put some things in a storage, and um, someone actually, and, and um, to God be the glory, someone that I had prophesied to and told them that God was putting them in ministry, and they 
they were, they were put into ministry, and um, the Lord did it just like he said, when the, when the Lord gives the word, he'll put, it comes out like he said. But um, some of the things that I had in story, some of the <clears throat> things that I wrote down that God had given me to do that um, in the process of moving, I left those papers in storage, and um, one of the people worked in the storage. And I first saw a, a program that they started, a, a, a ministry that they started. I said, oh, Lord, that, that's something. You gave them the same name, <laughs> the same name of the project that I've had, you know, you gave me. <laughs> I was like, all right, all right. Then um, a couple of months later, another one of their relatives had another program. You know how God will give you several things that you're going to do. Uh-huh. And then I saw something else, and I said, well, what's the word? First of all, um, they can take it, but they can't do what God gave you to do. Amen. He anoints you to do what he gave you to do. They may use the same name, and it, may, it could be God that gave them that name and gave them a different format, but they can't do what he called you to do. And the other thing that blessed me was he said to me one time, because my heart was, um, I was getting bitter, and my heart and the Lord was saying to me, well, whose work is it anyway? And I, and, and oh God, have mercy, Jesus! I love you, Lord. And He had to give me to know it. I say He gave me to know that, um, you know, don't worry about it because this is my work. You know, don't worry about it. And He has so much more for us anyway. He's never, never run out of plans. <laughs> Amen. Amen. God never run out of plans. No, He doesn't. No, He doesn't. <laughs> yeah. and, and see, that's the whole thing. Whatever we do, it's about God. That's it, that's it, that's it. It's about him. It goes on in the 11th verse. It says, not slow-foot in business. And what it's telling us there is never be lazy and careless in doing the work of God. You know, know, a lot of times we want to drag along. But you know (laughs) what? Imagine if God dragged along in what we needed. Amen. One thing our Bible says that our Lord never sleeps or slumbers. Yes. We need we, we need to be awake. We need to be we don't need to be slew footed or careless in doing what God has put in front of us to do in his kingdom. Yes. You know? We don't need to put God's stuff on hold. You know how people put stuff on hold? Yes. You don't need to put stuff because you know what? How about God put you on hold? Amen. <laughs> Amen. You know, they, they used to have that, that song when I was a kid. You know, they used to have that song, call him up, call him up, yeah, Jesus on the main line. Now imagine if Jesus put you on hold while you on, while he, as we call, as we call the main line. And he said, you know how they put you on hold in the businesses and the little red light, the yeah. white light be beeping. How about someone did that? But if we don't put, if we don't be slow footed and care and and not careless with the things that God gave us, yes. we'll see all the benefits of what God has for us and what we're doing. Yes, I you like know. Uh-huh. And, and 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 I I enjoy that because when I look back and I told you about the lady got to did all that, but uh-huh. the lady today. The same anointing that God had on it when I did it with her was not on it when she did it, yes, and that's right. it fell apart. That's right. She 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 quit her job. Now she had to go back, I guess, to get a, to get a job back after all these years. 
But you know what? It brings us to understand that whatever God gives us is God. And God can do whatever he wants. If God wants to change people that's in charge of it or do it, he, it's, so, it's his. It ain't mine. Only him. Only him. You know what I'm saying? Because one thing about it, I know one thing. If he takes me out from being over something, he got something greater for me to do. Absolutely. Amen. Because <laughs> my God ain't about to decrease. He's about to increase. Oh, come on. Hallelujah. Amen. He's about to increase. And we need to understand that. Um, <laughs> it goes on to say, ferment in spirit. Mm-hmm. And what he means there, ferment in spirit, maintaining the zeal to the boiling point. You know, you know, in our spirit, we need to we we need to break, we need to tap into that zeal. You know, whatever God gave us to do, we need to go after it. That's right. You know what I'm saying? We're always worried about is this. Oh, is that we don't need to worry about it because if God gave you the zeal to do something, one thing God's word lets us know: whatever God has given you to do, He has made the preparations for it to happen. Yes, yes. Amen. Right. God don't give you something and and and, and then ain't prepared for it to happen. All you got to do is get it in and make it start happening, and you'll watch the, you'll watch all the resources be released to that to that plan that God gave. You will watch everything come to fold in what God gave you. Mhm. Mhm. I thank you know, God every night for a powerful committee. I thank Him every night. Amen. 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 And uh, I thought that was an awesome thing about you setting up a committee. And the thing about it that that when you could tell us God because that committee then went then increased. Mhm. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and that's when something's about God. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You got to understand, our God is not about decrease. He's about increase. And right. anything that God has given you to do is going to increase. Exactly. Exactly. Getting get ready to get two more on the committee, demand to preach tonight and everything. And God has his timing for things to happen. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? God has his timing. You know, I'm 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 an overseer over a bunch of ministries. And, and and some of them God gave me, and some of them, some of them the people came and told me God told them that I was able to be their overseer. And, mm-hmm. and why God did it is because God know one thing: I'm not changing nothing that nobody do. I know God has led me and taught me what an overseer is. You know what I'm saying? I ain't nobody's boss because God is my boss. Mm-hmm. All our boss. <laughs> you know That's what I'm right. saying? One boss. Yeah, but I, 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 I you right, evangelist, but. When God gives you something to do, he instructs you on how to do it. Amen. Amen. And everything that he instructs you to will come to fall. All you got to do is wait on him. Mm-hmm. That's Amen. all you got to do is wait on him. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and God knows the right people that he's going to send you to for things to be done. It's like me. I ain't, I ain't all about money. So, so when it came to God's... Hello. Amen. It's not about no money. It ain't about a dollar. Because I can't take a dollar to heaven with me. That's right. That's right. (laughs) But you know what I can take? You know what I can take? I can take being a soul winning child of God in heaven with me. Hallelujah. 
You know what I'm saying? Because when they open up the book, they're going to say, oh, boy, you was down there saving souls. You were down there changing mm-hmm. lives. That's going to be written in the Lamb Book of Life, right next to my name. There's a great book that they're going to open up, and when the great book they open up on me, it's going to say something other than just my name. Amen, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Because there sure ain't going to be no dollar signs next to it. (laughs) But this this is what God is telling us about maintaining a zeal for what he has us to do. He goes on to say, serving the Lord. Put your life into service for God, whether or not you receive personal gain or applause. It don't matter. See, see what we were talking about earlier, that, that people may not honor you about what you're doing, but it ain't about a personal thing, God says. But, Amen. you know, it's about me. Amen. Right. It's, about, it's about him being glorified because when he's glorified, I'm glorified. Right. Amen. See, we, we, we miss that. Just because I may not be glorified by man, but I'm glorified by God. By God. By God. <laughs> That's it. I'm glorified by God. I don't. I don't care if, if, if I draw five thousand people to your church and nobody ever walks up and say, you know what? All these people came and and, and Reverend Carpenter did it. it. Don't make no difference. God was glorified for them coming, but then God turned around. And then I was I, I was walking in that glory with him. That's right. Amen. See what I'm saying? That I was glorified. Hallelujah. You can't beat that. Yes. You can't beat that. You know what I'm saying? You can't beat walking in the glory of God. That's all good. Jesus. That's Lord. And that's powerful in itself. He goes on to say in the 12th verse, rejoicing in hope. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We gotta, you know, we gotta be. Let your hope be a joy to you. You know what I'm saying? Let your hope be a joy to you. You know what I'm saying? If whatever I'm hoping for, I'm I'm happy and I'm joyous that, that I'm gonna see the manifestation in. Because mm-hmm. the Bible says over 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 in Hebrews, it says it lets us know. It lets us know one thing. And, and, and the most powerful thing. Now, faith is the substance of things hopeful. Now. He didn't say later. He said now. And I'm happy about being in the now because I'm here. That now, faith is the thing hopeful. It's the substance of things hopeful. The evidence of things not seen. I'm joyful about my hope. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And, and 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 I'm 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 happy that I can have hope. Maybe I don't see it right now, but I know in my hope that it's gonna to come to pass. Amen. 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 I may not That's see my healing right now, and it may not happen like I wanted to happen. But in my hope, I know it's gonna to come to pass. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. My finances may not be like the way I want to, but I know that in my hope in God that He's gonna make it come to pass. Mm-hmm. Yes, he will. Because one thing he says in his word, he says, seek ye the kingdom of God first, and his righteousness and all other things will be added on to me. He's got to, he's got to come to his word. Whatever Amen. I need, he's got to add on to me. <clears throat> so maybe I don't see it right now, but in my hope that God will bring it to pass, I'll see it. 
yes. And I ain't going to leave here until he let me see it because he's got to confirm all the things that he that he tells me in his word that he is. And he said he is faithful to his promises. And his word is his promise. Yes. Oh, yes. And hope maketh not ashamed. Amen. 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 And that's too. <laughs> he yes. says patience and tribulation. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Show patience in all your troubles. You, you, you know what? We get so excited. We let trouble. You know your troubles are not greater than you because the God that you serve is greater than any trouble that, that you go in. Because he yes, told yes. you one thing in his word. He said, if I'm for you, who could be against you? Yes, sir. He's telling you, if I'm for you, who could be greater than, than me to come against you? Your exactly. troubles ain't greater than, than, than me. Yes, 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 greater than <laughs> yes, you know what I'm saying? He gave he's giving us words to understand that there ain't nothing greater than him. I don't care what trouble that we go through, what trouble that we get in, that if we rely on God, God will bring us out of that trouble. That's yes. so true. So true. I'm a witness. Mm-hmm. And and you may not come out of trouble like you want to come, but you're gonna come out the way God wants you. It's gonna yes. show you it's going in the way that he's gonna have you come out of it. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Sometimes, and sometimes the way he wants to come out is greater than the way that you want to come out. Mm-hmm. Oh, stop. I Thank you, Thank you. Amen. Yes, God. <laughs> he says, continue in instant prayer. You know what I'm saying? Live in fervent prayer to God. You know, that's why God told us to pray unceasingly. God told us to do two things. He says, pray as well as watch. You know what I'm saying? You know, we, and, and, and the thing about it, we pray, but we don't watch. Mm-hmm. And that's why we can't see sometimes when the manifestation of the prayers come in the fold. Because and, 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 we wasn't watching for the things Jesus. that the prayers were doing. Oh, God. Jesus. You know, there's a lot of people pray for their children to be changed. And you know what? They're praying, but they ain't watching. Amen. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they'll say, oh, that, nah, it ain't happened yet. She's still the same. And you know what? If they would watch, they would see they would see the answer to their prayer because their child is changing, not on the outside, but on the inside. Yes, and yes, amen. See, amen. Change don't happen on the outside. Change happens on the inside. That's right. That's right. Well, your child, well, your child might have might have been grumpy all the time, and you praying and you praying, and that, and now your child is silent. We talked a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Why are you crying all the time? What's wrong with you? You just he changed. He changed. He ain't running his mouth all the time. He changed. Jesus. We're not. We're, we're praying, but we're not watching. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I, I have seven children. I have a sixteen grand. And I and I and sometimes when they say you're disappointed, and I tell them no, because I'm I'm just enjoying watching you go through the process, because I know the word of God is true. If he said he's gonna save him, he's gonna save him, and how he do it is his business. But he said it, and I'm standing on what he said. And I believe that everything that they go through, just like everything that we went through, is our resume, as our testimony, and God gonna use it. And the same thing with our children. I just believe it. I don't get discouraged when I watch them. I just say, okay, God. <laughs> do what Amen. you do. <laughs> do what I'll, you do. 
<laughs> yeah. I know my my head was hard, sis. Oh God, my head was hard. My grandmother used to say, "Girl, if you walk in the church, it's gonna fall on you." <laughs> Amen. But she told oh, me a long time ago. She also told me. She told me growing up. She told me what God had showed her concerning me as a kid, and it never left me. No matter how far I went, I could never forget the positive. And like you were saying, say good things, exhort people. I never forgot the exaltation that she gave me, and that's what helped me to come out. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 It goes on to say in the 13th verse, it says, distributing to, to the necessity of saints. Yes. Given the hospitality. And that part, distributing to the necessity of saints, we need to continue to, to, to be able to give to the needy saints. Just because somebody looks like they don't need, don't mean they don't need. That's, That's true. true. And the Bible says over in Galatians, it tells us in the um in the sixth chapter, around the nineteenth the, the tenth verse, it says, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are are mm-hmm. of the house of faith. Yeah. And we, you know, we don't need to neglect somebody just because they, they they dress nice. Don't mean. Let me tell you something. There's a lot of dudes when I was in the service had Mercedes Benz and, and could only put $2 in the tank because they, they had more money invested in their car than they had to be able to ride it. <laughs> and you pull up and you be pull up at the gas station, you'd be like, that's all you put in there, man. I ain't got no money. Here, man, here, put some gas in your car, man, so you can ride. You know, you be able to give not because of what somebody looked like they have, because what it looks like on the outside don't mean what it is, it is on the inside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so you true. know, and and, and we're we 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 have become, <laughs> and, and 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 a lot of y'all can contest to this. We have become the type of people that because you look good on the outside in the church, that don't mean you don't need nothing. That's right. Amen. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Amen. And then and then that person that we thought had something, what they asked for light bill to be paid. They driving a Mercedes Benz. Why don't they go trade that car in and then they be able to pay that? You know, we'll say stuff like that mm-hmm. instead of being open just to give them the money because as as God sees our well doing, God does well unto us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we and we we miss that and we're looking at the materialistic thing instead of looking at where the person is financially. So so we need to be able to care more for each other in the body of Christ. And and, and I tell you, sometimes we care more for the people outside than we care for the people inside. Come on. It's Amen. true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. But God is telling us that we need to be able to care for one another. He says give to hospitality. And, and, and that's one thing, make a practice of hospitality. We need to always have give each other hospitality. When people come to our church, we even if we ain't the usher or the greeter, we need to say, "Hey, welcome! Thank you for coming. Glad to see you." We need to see people on the street and say, "Hey, how you doing? God bless you today." Hospitality. Amen. We need to show the cheer and the joy of God that's in us. That's right, And we need to be hospitable to people. You know. We need to, you know, you know, a lot of times people get on the pastors, and I teach pastors, I teach people this about pastors, 
Pastors ain't the one that draw people to the church. It's you. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? And why and why they end up coming? Because you tell them about God, and you tell them how good the pastor you got, how good his teachings is, how good you learning from him, and how your life has changed. And that draws them to come to hear that man of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it was you. It was you that was the voice for the house of God. Jesus said, "Bring um, come in with the praise. Come in with thanks." And when you come in with your praise, everything is going to work out all right. You be lifted up in in in, in the, the spirit, with, even with the word of God being preached. But when you come in with your praise and thanksgiving, you feel so good. I, I'm a witness to that. When I when I used to come in feeling down and feel like thinking about all my financial, my struggles, my hurt, pain, I left. Sometimes I left out the same way because I wasn't listening at the word of God. But when you, I learned to come in with my praise, come in with my smile, and know I'm going to get my praise on the word of God today in my shout. That's what I, I feel. That's food for the soul for the whole week. That's Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready to really ruffle your feathers right now. All mm-hmm. y'all on the line. I'm getting ready. I'm 14 or ruffle your feathers. Bless them which persecute you. <laughs> All right. You see what I'm saying? And God wants us to bless that habitual persecutor. You know, you got a person always messing with you, always persecuting you. And God says, bless them. God says, bless them. You know what I'm saying? And that's tough. That's tough. Somebody that wish that you were still in the world and you could bust them upside their head. You know what I'm saying? And all of a sudden, they, it's like just because you're a child of God, they want to take advantage of you. Yes. Yes. You know, but God says, bless the persecute, the habitual persecute. You know? That's that type of person you see him with a flat tire on the highway, you want to ride just by him. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I could, uh, I could, um, I have done that, and, and I was saved already. And I, and I, I saw him on the side, because they called me all kind of names, lied on me, and I saw them with a flat tire, and I passed on by. But then again, I end up probably about three miles down the road, and I turn around. The Holy Spirit told me to turn around, and I end up calling somebody for for that person. My flesh was going to go on our home. But we have the Holy Spirit for real. He's going to turn back around. You have that person. That's a test. That's our test, right? That's our test. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 Another part that is tell us here, curse not. You know, a lot of times people are persecuted. We try to curse them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, but I want you all to understand something tonight. Your words are yeah. very powerful. That's right. That's why the Bible says, speak that which is not as though it is. That, that that you can speak things in people's lives, that you can you can you can destroy somebody's life. You could destroy another saint's life in the church just by you speaking something that ain't right about it. Yeah. And I think you know, not on, on, on um, church, it's on Facebook too. I thank God because I believe in giving people their flowers while they live. Because none of us is not perfect. 
Okay. And so, therefore, when I say something, um, I have to say something negative on Facebook. But it was a leader um, who, who, um, who I know, a, a, a pastor, who, um, you know, inboxed me. And right then, I said, you know what, she's right. She's I wanted to get upset with her. And I, and I started thinking because of my flesh. But I asked mm-hmm. Jesus to put the right spirit in me. And I had to bring myself back down. Because like I said, we are human. No matter, nobody is holy but one person. But he said, strive. Nobody's perfect, but he said, strive. Okay. Okay. But then again, when I realized that I was wrong, I take that, um, that uh, mess off Facebook. And I thank God for putting leaders, the right positive leaders, in my life to tell me when I'm wrong. Amen. Amen. And, and that's the powerful thing. That, that, that one of the hardest things for us in the body of Christ is to want to take correction. And those that can, they are blessed. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because I don't mind. I don't. I don't. I don't care as a, if it was a little kid that correct me if I did something wrong. Let me be straightened out that I can be right. Yes. Yes. That's all I want to be. I want to be right. I, I, there's a song out there that I have used to say, "Be right, be right, be right." And mm-hmm. and I can hear, hear this quartet thing now. And that's all I want to do is be right. So mm-hmm. you know, wherever you, wherever a person see error, it don't matter who it is. I don't mind them correcting me. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and even if they're wrong, I don't. I'll, I'll take the correction, and and I watch a lot of people. You correct them, and they want to talk back. They want to tell you. They want to make an explanation. If you correct yeah. me, I'm not making no explanation. I say, all right, thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because I don't make. I don't want you to feel you telling me something in vain, and then the next time I do something messed up, you won't come say nothing. Now, I ain't saying nothing because I went and told him last time, and he had so much to say. He wanted to talk back, so mm-hmm. let, him, let, him, let, him, let him go through what he got to go through. Mm-hmm. I'd rather for nobody to allow me to go through but be able to listen to them and hear them. Because right. I have opportunities. I respect them, and if I take it, I take it, I walk away with it, and if I don't want it, I throw it away. That's it. That's true. They ain't, gotta, they ain't gotta know what I did with it. All they know is that I received it from them, and that's right. respect. This lady in the church used to tell me, "Eat the fish, throw away the bones." That's something. Yes, and fifteen, it says, "Rejoice with them that do rejoice." <laughs> You know, take take lively interest and blessings and prosperity of others without whoo, grumbling. You know, you know that, that 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 we haven't understood when people get blessed. We need to cheer them on because the same blessings they got, you can get too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I can't stand people to get upset because a person being blessed. That's true. So true. You know, and grumble about it. Mm. So true. Mm. You see, they blessed. They 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 getting blessed. They got a new car and all like this. Mm. You know, I don't. I'm happy for them. You know they, what I'm saying? Because that, in my in my joy, with their joy, one day my day is gonna come. Yeah. Mm. Well, maybe, and my maybe, day may not maybe. come the same. 
And mine may not come in the same manner that theirs came. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Maybe something wrong with me, but you know what? Um, and, and maybe it's because I'm I'm getting older. Um, but I count when I wake up in the morning. That's my biggest, rich, richest blessing. Um, I don't care what kind of car, house people drive, whatever God blessed me with, he blessed me with. But my biggest blessing is life, when I can wake up in the morning and see another day. Yes. But um, these material things, I used to be crazy over material things and house and cars and stuff like that, and I had all of it. Um, mm. So, therefore, now I'm, I have a, a, a nice place, very nice place, and um, just comfortable with my what word I have. And, and but life is more important to me now than anything. Amen. 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 And that's what it's gotta be. It goes on to say, weep with them that weep. And we must show genuine compassion for others. You know what I'm saying? We must, we, we we need to be able to show compassion. God wants us to be a compassionate type of people. That when somebody is crying and going through, we need to go over and comfort them and show them some compassion for whatever they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Every tear in the church ain't, ain't, a, ain't, a, ain't a tear of joy. Let me tell you that. That's oh, right. No. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every tear that somebody's crying in the church ain't a tear of joy. And sometimes we need to we need to go over there and just hug that person. Maybe they need a hug. Show some compassion mm-hmm. with those that are weeping. Show some compassion. Don't act like it's strange to you, because you might be weeping one day and you need a hug yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, it goes on to say, "Be of the same mind one towards another." Live in harmony, and all, and all, and let us all be on one accord with each other. Yeah. You know, amen. We need we 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 need to we need to start bringing up harmony back in the church with each other again, in the body of Christ. You know what I'm saying? And that's what God is. This, is these are, these are the behaviors that we're reading right now that God wants us to be able to give for. With, with with each other in the body of Christ. So we, we, we need to see more harmony. It says, be of the same mind, one towards another. And then it says, mind not high things. Hmm. Do not be unlawfully ambitious to be rich and powerful. Mm-hmm. And do not shun the poor, counting, counting yourself greater than them. Right. And that's the truth. There's nothing wrong with you having an ambition to want to have money and be rich, but remember where you came from. That, that's that's, right. that's the whole thing that people forget where they came from. That's right. That's so true. So true. I mean, even where I sit today, I never forget I came from the people. Even though I can sit in the pulpit, I don't mind going to sit in the pew with with the, with the people in the pew. The church I attend right now. They got to add, they, 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 the pastor meet them, so they know I am. I sit right down on the first row with, in the pew. I told him, he, he want to know, well, why, how come y'all don't come on? And I told him, right, right in one of the late, in leadership meetings. I said, unless I'm on program to do something, oh, I don't man. need to sit up in the pulpit because what I'm sitting up there for? I ain't doing nothing. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Because when we walk in his God, we know it ain't of our own. We know it. We know it ain't ours, but it's his, and he is letting us. He is. He's enabling us to be able to use his wisdom. Yes, mm. amen. Amen. Yes, amen. Yes, yes, yes. Amen. And I want you. I want to use his wisdom every time I can. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 God. Mm-hmm. Amen. You know, and and, and that, that 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 is what we need. Because I'm not going to parade his, his wisdom around nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know? Jesus. We go on. I'm just going to read the rest of it. In the, 17th, um, in the 17th verse, it says, Repay no one evil for evil. Wow. You know, we got to understand that, you know, we, we get into situations in our lives. And sometimes people do things to us, and we want to get them back. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard. It's hard. You know, even being in the world or out of the world, people do things to you. You you sit sometimes and plan on how you're going to get them back. Mm-hmm. But God tells us now not to have that mindset. That's right. And and, and, I, and, and I'm going to tell you why we don't need to have it because the Bible says that that that. The battle's not mine, but it's the Lord. That's right. That's right. You know what I'm saying? And then it gave me it gave me a, a, a real word to understand about when somebody does something to me and that I forgive them and I'm not thinking about how to get them, you know, and when them thoughts do come off, I rebuke them because they come. I ain't going to lie to nobody on the line. That's People right. do something to me. Even though I forgave them, I still think about how, if I was in the world, what I would do to him, and then I I have to rebuke that and ask God to take that away from me. But it, but he gave me a word to let me know one thing, and the Bible says that the vengeance is the Lord. He whatever happens to me, he will make his his vengeance. He will bring revenge unto them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And I, and I just got to rely on him. And and then I go over in Jeremiah where Jeremiah was thrown into a ditch and. He came out and he went to God. He said, God, I want to see what you're going to do to him, man. And, and the Lord said, well, I'm, I'll show you what I'm going to do. But I don't want you to be happy and jumping up and down, but I want you to be able to have compassion for what I do to them. And, 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 and sometimes God is going to let us see what he do to people that, that have done you wrong or have yeah. done something to you. Mm-hmm. You understand that? And you need to understand that it ain't a place for you to jump up and down. Yeah, Lord, you got them. But it's for you to find your place to be able to pray for them. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, and and, and that's what God wants out of us, to be able to to have compassion, Mm. even when he shows us his vengeance or or, or what he does to people in their lives, that we need to be able to pray for them, that, that this, that happened to them was was, was straighten them out and bring them into a better place uh, or, or dealing with, with God's people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It says, provide things honest in the sight of all men, and and do not do not live beyond your means. You know, we, you know, a lot of times God don't want us to live like we got all that, and then and then we got to pray to God to pay the light bill or pay the mortgage. 
Right, because right. we, we want, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? We want to live above our means, and then we gotta, we gotta, we gotta put some weight on God for yes. for Him to go take care of something that He gave you the money to take care. But you right. went, you went out and did more than what you were supposed to do. That's right. right. And I've done that. I'm a witness. Didn't I'm, I'm there. I'm in there too. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes, Lord. Yeah. No more. Yes, That's why I told everybody this is going to be a powerful teaching tonight because it's going to bring us in, to start recognizing some of the things that we've done that God wants us to to fix and put in right and put in His order. And yeah. and, 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 and we, we we need to be conscious of the things that God brings us and puts in our play because one thing about it, the thing is that He said that He shall He shall make you rules over much. You know what I'm saying? But first, but first, but first, you gotta be you, you better you gotta be you gotta be able to handle it a little bit. That's right, amen. You know what I'm saying? And if we can't if we can't handle a little bit that He give us, how could He make us move over a whole lot? We would, if we mess up a little bit, we He know you're gonna mess up the lot. That's right, amen. That's right. So we just got to be faithful with a little bit of stuff that God given us, and then He'll make us rule over much. And 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 and, and that's what He's letting us know right here. You know, and that mm-hmm. part, that part where something. Hello. Yeah, and that's you know that's what he wants us to be able to do, and provide things honest in the sight of all men. You know what I'm saying? He wants to be honest. He don't want us to look like we got something that we ain't got. That's, that's right. right. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Bring it to and shame. That's what, happens, that's what happens to a lot of people in church that they drive these these expensive cars. But they ain't got nothing, and they scuffling to pay that car note. Yeah. They scuffling to pay their mortgage. You know what I'm saying? But they just come to church looking good because they got a nice car. Mhm, mhm. You know they driving a Jaguar or Mercedes Benz, but they ain't got Jaguar or Mercedes Benz money, really. Mhm. You know, so God wants us to live in our means. I love this tonight because it's letting us know. Um, it says, if, in 18 verse, it says, if it, is, I mean, if it be possible, as much as lying in you, live peaceably with all men. As far as it depends on you, Live at peace with all men, and 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 that's the best we can do. We can try. He knows that. You know, sometimes everybody ain't gonna be peaceful with us, but we just need to be peaceful with them. Mhm. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of things that we there's a lot of things that we as Christians have to walk walk away from and show peace. Yes, amen. You know what I'm saying? And I tell you, it, it really tears our flesh up. <laughs> yes, <it does. laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
You ever walk out something and, and your spirit is leading you, but your flesh is saying, I want to get them. I want to get them. I ain't, uh-uh. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or, or come in the middle of something and then somebody just wants to start. As soon as you walk in, in a family setting or, 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 or function with a bunch of people and somebody got an art with you, they want to come and straight the art out right there in front of everybody and you got to walk away to get peace. Mm-hmm. Knowing you want to say something back. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. natural, okay. well, natural people got an art with you. They don't know there's a time and a place to straighten it out. They want to straighten it out right there. <laughs> I think that I think this. Um, I think my family's um, scared of me. They think I'm gonna blast them on Facebook. Mm. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's what they're thinking. But we, we, I, I, I got a wonderful family. I must say, it, I say it behind their back and to their face. My family is so mm-hmm. wonderful. We are, we are, we are just coming close, bounding closer and closer and closer together. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Amen. But I, I, I tell you that that and that's that that's wonderful evangelist. But I look at some of the shows that I look at. I'm I'm a man but I, I like to sit around, I look at the Atlanta Housewives. And when I watch them, they don't mind them women don't mind blasting each other no matter where they at. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like it's like you know you know I don't I I I I look at some shows because in my sermon sometimes I I want to bring stuff like that to people in the church that don't act that that they don't need to act worldly because those people there you know what I'm saying I think a lot of it sometimes is acting or and and stuff that they have to do because mm-hmm. for them to be at the level financially where they are why would they want to be as black women you know, acting real ghetto, you know, and and the lifestyles that they're living. But, you know what I'm saying, this brings us, you know, to be able to say that sometimes when, you when you're a child of God, and see, ain't none of them on that picture walking truly as a child of God because, you know what I'm saying, you would have to bring, you would have to be peace. You, they probably have to write you off the show because you probably wouldn't argue with none of them, none of them places that they came to your house. But no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like me and them, like me and them, they argue out in public and they don't care or whatever. But if you're a child of God, this is where He's saying you got to have that peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of those shows and stuff like that. It's it's, it's a lot of those housewife shows on on TV now, mm-hmm. arguing, fighting, and everything. And not just the, um, the, not even just the secular, but you have a lot of um, shows on TV that are the preachers and uh, what have you, and they, um, they're being, I believe that they're being real or some things I think on, um, that the world cannot process. You know, some, you know, like some things that they put on television for the reality shows for some ministers, um, some things the world does not have enough time to process. And it uh, it uh, it can cast a bad shadow on. It's not that we have to make ourselves look good for the world, but I'm saying um, there's there's a time and a place for people to see um, the struggles or whatever that we go through. And um, as people of God, and we all do go through struggles. That is true. And everything. But something sometimes the shows leave people hanging, and they they draw the wrong conclusions, and then they're not encouraged to go to the church. You know, to go because they think 
that um, what we're doing represents God, and actually what we're doing is showing the things that God needs to fix in our lives, but they don't get enough information. Hey, man, you, you know, you're so right. Uh, a lot of these shows that um, these people in ministry have really taken on these reality shows. Um, I, one night I watched the, the pastor's daughter, and they and that show there really got me because they were cussing at each other, and they supposed to be they were they were um they brought up in in, in a pastor's home. Their father or mother was a pastor of a church, and it was white black, you know, it was mm-hmm. you know, and they didn't act like they didn't act like crazy people's children, and you know it just shows the public, you know, a view that we don't need them to see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That may without be a reality. That may, that may be one of the realities of, of where we at, but we yeah. don't want them to see because we're talking change. The Bible says, and, and, and see, that's when you know people don't have, are not walking according to the word. It says any man that desires to be a bishop, he must be the husband of one wife, and he must have right. his household, his household, his children, his right. children in, in, in order. order. That's right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, 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 and and that goes for every leader that has a desire to want to walk into office. They need to have their house in order. That's and true. that means they kids, no matter what they, they kids go out there and live, once they leave my home, whatever life they live, that's on them. But when they're in my house, they that's have right. to walk in a certain order. That's right. And, so, you may not be living we're, for God, but you will represent decent. That's right. That's right. That's right. I think that's but, one of the things that I'm not mad in church, but I think that's one of the things that um, I admire about um, Bishop Jake is that when his daughter was going through with her pregnancy and everything, he did. Um, they didn't make a reality show of it, but eventually, um, now she ministers and she shares her, um, you know, her time of disobedience or whatever. But she shares it and she shares it in a light where it makes sense, and but it leads people to the word. Amen. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, That's right. Um, let's go on. But I really enjoyed y'all. I enjoyed y'all so much. And I will be going right. the line again. I enjoyed you so much, Reverend. And I don't know, what's your, your name, sister? Oh, Reverend Carpenter. Yes, Reverend Carpenter. And then there was a lady on the line. Evangelist Easter. Okay, Evangelist Easter. My name is Esther. Oh, <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> All right, and I will, be post, I, will be, I will be posting how great this is. Amen. God bless. Amen. God bless you, God bless you. Love you. Yes, and I will be sewing into your ministry. I don't know. Is the information on the on the um, website? Is the information on how to sew into your ministry? Just um go to Evangelist Easter Williams um, pay, um Facebook post. Just um request me as your friend, and I'll confirm you. Okay, all right. All right God bless. God bless. God bless. All right, God bless. It says, dearly beloved, avenge not yourself, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Here God is saying, let others inflict, inflict vengeance. Mm-hmm. When he says, when he says, dearly beloved, avenge not yourself. Let other people inflict vengeance. You know, That's you right. ain't got to, it's not on you to inflict the vengeance, but let others. Um, he goes on to say, but rather give place under wrath. 
give room for the civil law to be enforced and officers to do their duty. If they are unfaithful and oppressive, let the righteous judge take care of them. And, and sometimes we need to be able to let the law come in and take care of situations that happen in our lives. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We ain't got to go. We know how to pick up and call 911. We know how to call the police. Mm-hmm. That's what they were put in place for. And sometimes we don't have to take vengeance. Right. But it, but it goes on to say, for as it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, said the Lord. We got to mm-hmm. understand one thing, that in view of the fact that God was good to you when you were his enemy, you should likewise treat your enemy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The thing about it is that God will have his vengeance. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we don't have to worry about it, but all we got to do is pray and say, Lord, please, deal with them people that keep that, that did this to me. Them people that beat me up, you deal with them, Lord. And God, right. allow, God will make things happen to them that they don't even understand what's happening in their life. Just because the word of God has, he has to bring forth the, man, the word of God. I don't care. I'm getting ready to tell you all something. I don't care if you're in your wrong, okay? And something happens to you, or some people put their hands on you. God still got. God still will hold up to to his, to his promise and his Ooh. word. Do not Ooh. touch my anointed one, and do not profit no harm. Because even in your wrong, you're still a child of God. He says, right. and I'm gonna tell you why you still. He still deals with you inside of you, even in your wrong that you still belong to Him. Because He says two things. He says love covers much sin. Then he told me the other thing. He says that I'm married to the backslider. So anytime that we go back in the world and we start doing something, commit a sin, we just backslide it. But God is still married to you, and anybody that touches you or put their hands on you, God is going to have his. God is going to put his hand on them. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. God is going to put his hand on them, and you can believe that. Mm-hmm. Witness, witness. Thank you. Mm-hmm. He says, therefore, if thy enemy hungers, feed him. Mm-hmm. And that's what he says, in view of the fact that God was good to you when you were his enemy, mm-hmm. you should likewise treat your, your enemy with goodness. You that's would right. thus make them feel a burden, sense of shame. And that's what happens. That, that if, you, if, your, if your enemy, you see him, and somebody did something to you, and you do something good to them, you make them feel bad about what they did to you. So true. You make them feel bad. Because we done did things to people, and them same people have been nice to us and made us feel bad that we ever did something to them because they ain't been nothing but nice to us. It's so true. You know so what I'm saying? Yeah. And, 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 and that gives us a mind that, that, that we... We, if you know, it gives us a mind right here that it says that God did the same thing to us. Why can't we do the same to others? Someone else, Amen. So you know, so true. Amen. And we, 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 we really have to think about that. We are not in. Our, we don't belong to ourselves no more. We don't walk in our character, but we are steady trying to embrace and and absorb the character of Christ Jesus in us. Amen. And these are the things that he is looking for. It goes on to say, if he thirsts, give him drink. Mm-hmm. For in 
so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. You know what I'm saying? That 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 if you do what he wouldn't do for you, <laughs> see what I'm saying? That you're gonna heap coals of a uh, 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 hot coal on top of his head because you're gonna make him burn in himself why he did whatever he did to you, why she did whatever she did to you. You know what I'm saying? It's like it, it, it's like you seeing that lady, and all of a sudden she got a flat tire and she need a ride. And, and she was your enemy at church. She always, every time, she got something to say about whatever you do, and she always talking about you. But mm-hmm. now she's in need of help, and you pull over and you help her. Boy, mm-hmm. you make that you make her feel so bad. Mm-mm-mm. Oh yes, she called me that night and kept thanking me. She called me about two or three times. <laughs> she just thanked me. That's right. That's right. Welcome, no problem. That's it. They're gonna change. How they react. And our last right. verse, it says, Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Amen. We have to understand one thing. Never let evil get the better of you. Right. Get the better of evil by doing good. The, the seven duties to enemies. Love them. Bless them. Do good to them and pray for them. Lend to them and be kind to them, and be merciful to them. The examples of loving enemies. Mm-hmm. God, Abraham, David, Elias, Jesus. And these, these, these are the people that love their enemies. Stephen, remember Stephen, they, they, they uh, stoned him, but yet he turned around and said, Lord, forgive them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And Paul. And then the ten duties of citizenship. Be subject to the civil government. Oh, no, I'm jumping into another chapter. Let me stop right there. That's next week. Next week is going to be powerful because we're going to be talking about next week. We're going to be talking about ministry and I'm going to want everybody, I'm, I'm pulling them out of everywhere to be on here to understand about how God says ministry, ministers inside and lead, people in leadership, the power that he has given them in the church. It's going it's to mess, so, it, mess some people's mind up. Wow. Everybody, we'll have prayer service, and everybody be coming over here. Because <laughs> yeah. they gonna want to, they gonna want to hear this. I, a lot yeah. of leaders, I want, are gonna want to hear it because they're gonna want to know and understand. You know what I'm saying? How they have to limit the authority they have with words out of their mouth with the authority that God gave. They gonna find yeah. out how powerful the, them words of authority that God gave them will do to people. But getting back to where we was at, it says, be not overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And we, we must always do good. You know, when people do evil to us, we, we just, we just got to be good to them. We got to show them the goodness of the Lord. We got to show them who we are. You know what I'm saying? Because everything that happened to Jesus was evil. But yet, yet he went all the way to the cross. He was so good. And, and the, the, you know what? I love what he says in, in, in the last couple of words that he said. 
And one word that he said, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Wow. Do you do you imagine the same people some months ago you rode a donkey and they were putting palms and everything in front of you and hailing you like you was a king? And then the same people had you in the square and had a chance to vote for you, but they voted for Barabbas. And these are the same people that you healed and that you did wonders and miracles and signs in front of, but yet they gave you over for a man that was a rebellion, a rebellious man and said they would take Barabbas overtaking you. <laughs> that, that was nothing but evil, but yet he went to the cross in love. That's how God wants us to be. There's going to be people do evil things to them, but God is telling us to love them and show them the goodness of who he is in them. And I know it's hard because we're in the flesh. It's hard. But we can do it because he did it. And we may not be able to do it do it right away, but we can grow in him to learn how to really show our enemies how good the Christ that's in us is. Amen. Amen. I think this was a heck of a lesson. I don't know how many people's left on the line, but to God be the glory. We got we got it taped anyway, so they can they can listen later on. But we know that those that were with us, we thank God. Woo! I enjoyed this. Yes. I, it, just gave, it gave me a whole. It gave me a whole another lookout on how. I need to do some changes in the way I'm walking with Christ. Oh yes, Amen. Me too. Me too. Hi, I, I can. I just wanted to just say hello, everyone. I'm. I just kept quiet to the end because it's so, it was so good. The, the lesson. This is. Amen. Oh yes. Hey, how are hey. you? Hey, Deborah. Thank you. Have everybody. Everybody's well. Had a and day. I was wondering where she was. Right. I'm saying, wow, she's not on tonight. Yeah, because I was waiting on her voice. I said, ooh, she didn't come on tonight. Yeah, I, my grandkids just left. I was calling their parents. Where y'all at? Where y'all at? It's almost 7 o'clock. Y'all better come pick up. <laughs> 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 this, power, this powerful lesson made me did 20 laps around the block. And I didn't feel, mm-hmm. I didn't know I didn't realize I did 20 until I look on my um clock watch where I know <laughs> how many laps I walked. And it was mm. so quick because. Mm-hmm. I was so into this lesson. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Very powerful. Verse nine uh, to the end. I'm sorry I missed the first part, but I, I still, I still got a a, a good understanding. Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. Get down. It was powerful. It was Very powerful. We read it tonight. <laughs> Amen. Please do, and please, please, since we where we at, because we want to get offline and let everybody be able to. Ooh, sit back for a while. Um, go ahead, Deborah. Tell me a little bit that you got, and you coming. Okay. Um, what stuck out in my mind was sixteenth verse. Uh huh. And it, it says, um, "Be of the same mind, yes. one towards another." Yes. To me, that the light just stood out on that for all of us, all of God's mm-hmm. children. He wants us all to be of the same mind. One. Amen. We all have the same. 
got the same spirit. We all believe in the Father and in Christ. And we we just need to to all why are we going different different ways? We all should be going the same way. Mhm. Amen. The same mind. You know, the same lesson he gave here in all the Bibles is the same it's the same thing he's teaching all of us. So how are we gonna come up with our own opinion when he already told us he he's wiser than all of us. Just follow what I left for y'all to follow. We be of all in the same mind. We all love one another. And like you said so plainly, as far as our enemies, hmm, and that's mm. that one I really got to work on. Because <laughs> sometimes it's hard. It's hard yes. to something back. Oh, yeah. They couldn't hit you below the belt. And before you know it, like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you're going to say what you, what you shouldn't have said. And, and as a Christian now, you got to, like you said, walk away. Amen. Walk away. And just keep your keep that tongue still until you walk away and mm-hmm. say that mistake and say something that you know it hurt that person because you meant to hurt that person. They hit you and you gave them a one two punch right back. Guess you make me feel bad now. You think about this because you, you're not, uh, you know, an angel either. You know, we all trying to do right. That's whatever. true. That's so true. Yeah, you're, you're trying now to 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 love one another, and that's the lesson for us to love one another. And stay in that same mind to walk into each other's steps, following Christ. He left this, the footprint in the sand. We just continue walking in His footsteps. Since we all just go that same direction, and Amen, and Amen. But the same way. Amen. We thank you for that. That Amen. She covered, she, she covered Amen. She covered a lot right there, but mm-hmm. tonight was all about us learning about to walk in the right behavior as being children of God. And, yeah. and she, she touched so much because there are things that we, didn't, we don't want to do, but we, got, we, we have to learn how to do in order for us to be submissive to the will of God in our life. Yes, there you go. Uh, my other sister that's on the line, I heard somebody else. Oh, with me, with me. To, to me, it was a lesson on spiritual morale. Oh, that's Willa Dean. I'm sorry. Yeah. Willa Dean. Okay. Hi. Just... <laughs> Hi. Hi, sis. How you doing? All, All right, right, Willa Dean. Good, good. To me, it was like a lesson on spiritual morale. I especially love um, verses 10 through 13. Mm-hmm. I really love those. It, it, it teaches you. Not only how to be with your brother, but also how to be like with dealing different situations of crisis in your life. Mood swings. It teaches you how to handle it. Mm-hmm. And I, I love this whole chapter. I think it's it's really food for the soul. Yes. You know. Yes. Yes. I love it. Very powerful. Amen. Yes, it is. Amen. Very powerful chapter. And that's why I wanted to get as many people up here to hear this because we've always went and heard, I beseech you, you know, and make ourselves a living sacrifice. And we, we quote these things and stuff like that. But a lot of us don't understand, you know, what it really meant. What what was the what was it saying in Romans 12? And, you know, tonight we really got into the depth to understand it verse by verse, precept by precept of what God is saying. And God yes. wants us to understand because, you know what, we we got one character that we hear that we should walk in. <clears throat> and tonight we learned about 
the character that God needs us to walk in to be mm-hmm. to be a child of God, and 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 we need to be able to walk in that character according to His Word. Because Jesus is the word, and then we put the word in us, we start to work, walk in his character. Yeah. And, yeah. And, that's what it, and that's what it's all about, you know. And I, I thank God that y'all, that, y'all were, that y'all were grasping these different things. Like she said, she grasped from 10 to 13, you know what I'm saying? And what Deborah said, that she grasped um, back in 16. And, and you know, we... We need to just reach out and see what what it is that we need to take a hold of in the Word of God. Um, anyone else besides Evangelist Easter on the line that I would I would like to say something about what they got out of it tonight? Okay, Joanne well, was on the line, but she just not um, she inboxed me on Facebook. Okay, sure let, and I let know because Re- Roberta was here and she I think she was gone. <clears throat> Well, you know what else was very uh, that I truly loved about it in verse twelve, when it said to continue to stand fast in prayer. Amen. That I loved. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. And we do, we do. You know what? The Bible tells us that we should pray unceasingly. And the thing about it that we don't, we 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 listen. You ain't got to get on your knees to talk to God all day. All mm-hmm. every time, all day, if you talking to God, you praying. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? People think that you got to get in a special place to pray, but you can walk down the street and be talking to God, and that's a prayer. Because your 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 your, your prayer is only words that you speak unto the Lord. There's no there's no form or fashion, but the one. But why 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 there is one that Paul and you'll see the apostles when you start reading. Why they kneel or lay before God because they wanted to show their most humblest at that hour. We all have that time that we need to be real humble before God when we're when we're seeking things from God. Mm-hmm. And I just want y'all to grasp that. That, but you know, like she said, you know, we should be we should be able to pray all the time while we're walking, while we're cooking, while we. You know what I'm saying? In the shower, while we're in the bathroom, we can pray to God because praying to God is just talking to him. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's but right. I, 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 I do want to, um, if they don't have nothing scheduled for Friday night, i like to come on um, Friday night's uh, line with the conference line, and i like to talk about the power of prayer. And do we really know how to pray? The power of prayer. Right. And do we really know how to pray? There's only a few people that I've heard, even even with us, and you're one of them, uh, Easter Williams, that, that pray like we're supposed to pray. See, a lot of people pray. I hear them in the church. They pray and they, get it, they have these elegant prayers, but there's never the word of God in their prayer. God says that we need to pray according to his word. Mm-hmm. Because when we That's pray, true. when we pray, and we don't have the word of God in it, how can we want God to be to be faithful to His promises? And His promises is His word. Yes, Amen, Amen, Amen. And 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 we need to, you know, I, I like to just get on there. There's certain things that God has shown me that we need to learn about being able to pray. 
Okay. And we need to understand we need to understand how powerful prayer is that is that we we you know our grandmamas, our, ma- our great-grandmas, they knew about it because they were some praying men and women. They prayed. Oh, yes, they were. You know what I'm saying? We don't, we, don't, we, don't hear, we don't hear about people going into that moment, that hour of consecration, consecrational prayer. Grandma used to do it. Used yes. to shut her house down. We'd be in the field. we come in. We can't get nothing to eat or drink. And she in there, we see you. And she'd be praying. You ain't coming in there because she just consecrated herself to pray before the Lord for hours. Yeah. Right, right. We don't even we don't even go in. But that, I want to talk about that on Friday, if possible. Well, I want to yeah, talk, um, talk just, to, just um, inbox me the topic, and I'll um, okay. tell um, um, Minnie to make the flight and, and send you to put it on program. Okay, yeah. I, you I like that about prayer. I yeah. really want to thank y'all for that prayer that went up for my mother. When Amen. I got off the phone, I called her, and the spirit was all over her. Oh, Amen. my God. Oh, praise God. We got in such a praise. That's why it took me like an extra 30 minutes before I logged on. Oh, my God. Because me and my mother were in, in prayer. We all oh, we was just giving God the glory. I mean, she felt so good. She was uplifted. I mean, she was just giving God the praise wide open. She just oh. felt like she could have get out of her house and run around the block. Oh, oh, my God. oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank yes, you. Lord. That was a blessing, and I just thank everybody for that prayer that went up, that powerful yes. prayer, yes. And, it went, and it went to her so fast. Lord, I thank you. Ooh, it, thank it, you. It was, it, was, it was awesome. It was beautiful. I thank you all, and I thank God. Oh, Lord, I thank you. Yeah, I amen. thank you. She felt so Ooh. much better. And tell her amen. we're going to keep her lift up in prayer, too. We're I sure will. I sure will amen. tell her. Amen. That's yes. why. That's why. I, you know, that's why I try to share with all of y'all all the time, and wherever I go, some people get upset, but they they have to take heed to what God says. But I don't believe in corporate prayer. Corporate prayer is something when you when you all in the church and the whole church want to go into prayer for something that's happening in the church. But when it comes to individuals. God wants us to be able to pray because he says with two or three come in agreement, he's in the midst. So if me and you are, if I'm in agreement with you, you know, me praying with you or praying for you, and we both in agreement with what you need to be done, God is going to come in the midst, and we're going to see what God, we're going to see what God does because we were in agreement. One thing I, I learned about the Bible in all the places with where anybody came in agreement, we always saw the move of the power of God. Even on, even in the day of Pentecost, it says they were all up in the upper room, and they were in agreement and in the right mind. And a mind powerful wind came, and the power of the Holy Ghost fell on. So that's why y'all always hear me say that yeah. I don't care who come preach on my line. Y'all got you got to pray for them individually. Ain't no corporate. Mm-mm. Because yeah. we need to, sometimes we need that person. I need to feel somebody praying for me from their heart. You know? Yes. Like when I, I asked for, when I asked for prayer on the line today, I felt that those prayers. Yes. And it's something it's something for you to come in agreement with what you feel. But, you know, we thank God for what happened with uh Sister Willardine's uh yes. mother. Yes. God, yes. God, yes. God is good. the power of prayer. Yeah. Power of prayer. One thing it shows us is prayer. Prayer works. 
and and if you just believe in what you pray, that's the that's the other part that that God has given me about people believing in what they pray for. Yeah, oh, we're gonna have, yeah. we're gonna have some time. We're gonna have some time on Friday night talking about prayer. Oh yeah, but sounds good. Sounds good. Praise God. Oh, but, can't uh, wait for Friday. But <laughs> 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 well, we gonna. We're gonna let we're gonna let Evangelist Easter tell us what she got out of it. Well, I'm not gonna prolong the time. Um on verse nineteen, I love when it where it says, Vengeance is mine, I will repay said the Lord. I'm a witness to that. We don't have to fight any born battles, uh, fight our battles and don't wish anything bad to happen on that person. But um God is not a liar. Jesus is not a liar. Um, the true word of God, whatever they said, do not touch my anointed one, do my prophet no harm. And I'm a witness. I have seen people um, in stores or met people that um, had a, you know, want to fight a battle with me. And um, I looked at them and, you know, it was just horrible. And I, I prayed for, for God to, you know, to take, you know, to, to, to bless them. Um, but he did not lie. Um, when he said, vengeance is mine, said the Lord. But I also want to say in leadership positions, when leaders are wrong, they are, we are wrong. Just tell, we still supposed to love them, but then if they're wrong about something, there's nothing wrong with telling them they are wrong. But still have the love yeah. for them. But, but um, when he said, vengeance is mine, say it and leave it alone. Amen. And let God have, have, um, fight, the, um, fight the battle. I just love Amen. that about um, Jesus. He's not a liar, because God would do not have lie would not have liars in heaven. So um, every word that He said in His book is so true. Amen. 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 And that's all you got to do is be able to trust in the Lord. Um, that God will fight our battles. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, that there are those things that we bring to God and that God fights for, but in the same sense. We need we need to be able to fight his battles. Right, that's true. Amen. See, 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 just as well as God will fight our battles, we need to be Amen. able to fight his battles. Uh, right. Amen. God, 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 God is us God. to do to do a talk show. I'm gonna do a talk show on that. Uh, why? What happened to the? What happened to all the soldiers on the battlefield? You know, that's we that's we, we today oh. we today are so caught up in receiving from God. That we don't we don't know how to fight for the things that God gave us because we're so we don't got laid back and wanting a blessing, mm-hmm. but we don't know how to keep the blessing. And the devil been stealing our blessings from us because yeah. we don't yeah. know how to fight for them. And we and 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 why I say that is because we haven't been fighting for our children. I just wrote something on Facebook, but we haven't been fighting for our children because the perverted spirit has come across. And now we got same sex marriages. We accept the same sex relationships, yeah. and yet, and yet, and yet, God has made us soldiers to go out to battle for Him to fight against things like that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and 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 show that we didn't fight. It, it got it's so bad that now we some churches have accepted it in the church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> See what I'm saying? That's so we, you know, I'm going to have a talk show on that. So we all going to get to talk about what what we need to do and how and how we need to reestablish ourselves to being warriors because we don't hear them songs no more. I'm a soldier 
in the army of the Lord. My grandmother and them used to sing them songs. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? We don't even hear them songs. Even the new people that are making new songs don't talk about going into battle. Mm-hmm. Yes. They talk about praise. They talk about worship, and they want to call that. That's an element uh, 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 of going into a uh, uh, warfare. But what about where are the soldiers? Right, exactly. And in times like these, this is where we the belt, um, Jesus needs us to be in the battle. He's That's raising right. up That's an right. army. He's raising up an army of truth and of courage and of boldness. Right, so, right, um, right. This, but why? But but he said that he would that, that that as they were scattered, he would bring them all back together. <clears throat> and and at that time, I'm not going to keep you all long here. I thank all y'all for coming. I, I, we had an awesome Bible study tonight, and uh, again, we just we just direct everyone that's going to hear this recording tonight or tomorrow. Uh, please yeah. join us at six o'clock on uh, the seven one two number. Please join us at six o'clock at seven one two seven seven five seven zero three one. Access code nine five four seven seven three one seven two, and join us after on House of Refuge with Pastor Robin Albright at seven two four 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 seven four four four. Access code one three six four seven two pounds at seven o'clock. Please come join us on these two powerful. Ministries of God. With that, again, we thank everyone for coming. Please join us next week. We're going to have a powerful time in Romans 13. Come and learn about ministry and how powerful ministry is. And I want our leaders, I, I just send this out to all leaders that might listen to this recording. Please come join us so you'll be able to share with us on what God is going to be talking about in Romans 13. With that, mm-hmm. we're going to go on and close out. Anybody have anything they want to say before we close out? I, I just want to say something real fast, if I may. I Amen. just want to praise God. I had a, a, a terrible, uh, it could have been a terrible incident on the highway, and the timing was impeccable. God was right there and had me under his wing, had a hedge around me in the middle of the highway, in the middle of a holiday, and not a hair on anyone's head. Amen. 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 God is good. Amen. You got to watch out on that Long Island Railroad coming out from the island. Yeah, that highway is something. Yeah, I I, I drove it plenty of times when I lived in New York. But yeah, but it was my car. I don't know what it was and still don't know what it was, but my car was smoking from the back, and I just Amen. got a tank of gas, and I was like 25 miles towards the city going to church, and uh, my car just started smoking. I saw it out the back window, and uh, I tried to get over, and the cars kept coming. I started praying, and God let a lapse, a gap come in where I could get off the highway and to a safe place, because the place I Amen. wanted, it was like, no, not the place you're going to stay. And he told me, look over there, pull over there. And it was like, for some reason, there was no trees. 
Out of all the trees that was there, it was a space big enough for my little truck to get in there. Amen. And in there, here come the police. About three, four seconds later, come and call the tow truck, and the, the car did not ignite. It was too many car fires going on. The car did not blow up. I got my grandkids out of the seatbelts. We got away from it. It just, everything was like in slow motion. He was just saying, do this, do this. Just don't, just, just listen to me. Just do this. And everything was all right. I got Amen. out of there, got a kids Amen. coming. It was, I just praise God. It could Amen. Have to God be the glory. Um, we, serve, we serve a mighty and awesome God. Yes, we All do. we got to do is God. listen. Listen and take oh, directions. Yes, when the Holy Spirit tells us to go right, we need to go right and don't go left. Anyway, to God yes. be the glory. We thank everyone again for joining us on Monday Night Bible Study. Father God, we thank all your children that joined us tonight. Father God, we thank you for touching them in your word. Father God, we ask that you lift them up in that which they embrace tonight. Father God, give them revelation to the words that you have poured into their spirit, Father God. Let them be able to look and walk and talk in a new way and in a better way than they've been talking as a child of God. And Father God, we just ask that you touch all of them from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. Father God, that you you rest and you and you lean on them tonight, Father God, and cover them with your angels, being around them, camped out around them, that no harm, hurt, or danger may come upon them from the adversary in no form, fashion, or way. And then they wake up on due time tomorrow, tomorrow morning, able to go on in the name of Jesus. We thank you, we praise you, and we exalt you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Again, as as we always say in this line, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We love everybody. Everybody have a blessed and wonderful night. You too. And um, God bless you, Deborah and Dean. God bless you. God bless you, ladies. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply.